Dicks out for people time. Hooray. 101 wieners, one local gal. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Keep calling me honky. Put it in my camel toe. Put it in. Put it in. I'll kick your ass from here to Timbuktu. This is art. Welcome to another episode of People Time. How's it going, dabblers? Whoa! How is it going? Whoa! Hey, if this is the first time you've ever listened to an episode, we're People Time. We pick subjects of interesting people in history that have made huge differences, big yeah. things. They've it, done stuff. They did They did the, a couple things. It's like that thing like someone talks about, and you're like, I, I've heard about that, but I don't really know a lot. Well, we go and do the research for you. Mm-hmm. We give you all nice and tasty little, we just put it mm, in there, and you crunchy. eat it up. With, you, with dipping sauce. There you go. Now you know the stuff. Our shit is saucy as hell. So yeah, we do infamous people. We're not historians. No. But we do like researching, and we check our facts as best we can, of we course. Drop, we dropped out of school. I mean, yeah. That happened. Yeah, I went. I still went to college. It couldn't. It couldn't stop me. Yeah, but I dropped out of college too, though. Me too. Yeah, I, you know, the hunger. <laughs> the hunger is there. The commitment just the wasn't drive. There. Yeah. Yeah. The drive is there. I want to learn. <laughs> yeah, I want to know stuff, but I, I don't want somebody to tell me what to fucking do. <laughs> is, that, is that your problem? Don't tell me what to do. I, I was too poor. I was like, I can't. I can't handle There's a the, job and school. That too. The the middle class nightmare where we're like, I want to exceed, but the man won't let me. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, anyways, we give fake names. So we made a podcast about it, about learning. Yeah. Come learn with us. We we want to learn. Come learn. The Dropout Educational History Podcast. Whoa, dude. I felt that vibrate through me. That's good. It's also a party around here. Oh, yeah. We had yeah. A, we had a, uh, what was it? Uh, party people is the place to be. People time now. Attack. Well, the dogs are into it. <laughs> There's dogs too. Well, if this is your first time, we also give our fake names. On every episode, we have a different name. Yeah, we're anonymous. And you're also a dabbler, by the way, just by listening to the first few seconds of any episode. We dabble in history. We dabble in podcasting. We dabble in comedy. You dabble with us. I dabbled twice since you got here. I noticed oh. your sweatpants, but I don't judge you. I don't judge you. I don't judge the dabblers. Everybody, do what you got to do. Yeah. Pull your dicks out. It is. Dicks out for people time. Hooray. Harambe. Burn your boxers. Burn them. Burn your boxers. Burn your bras. Yeah. Fuck the man. Drop out of school. Make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name today? Uh, Brony Danza. Brony Danza? Yep. So, I know the brony part and the stanza. Is it no danza? Yeah. What's that? That's from uh, who's in charge? I'm in charge. And brony style. Mm-hmm. As in like all the all the little cartoon ponies. That yeah. I, yeah. Se- secretly, I want to have sex with, but I pretend that it's just that I'm into the cartoon. It's just a really about, good story, bro. It's about friendship. Oh. It's about friendship. It's not about having sex with horses. Yeah. Or little kids, or whatever's going on in that circle of. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to pass judgment on the brony community, but uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's fine. I mean, like if it's if it's innocent, well, you I do mean, whatever you fucking feel like. I'm fucking... a grown adult, and I'm obsessed with the with the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't want to have sex with them, but oh, 
I you mean, don't? I, I would. Yeah. I wouldn't rule that out for sure. If pizza and sex with the turtles, Donatello came on to me. All right. I guess I get bronies. Show me, show me that staff again, Donatello. <laughs> yeah. Hit, hit me with it. Hit Pull me. out your hit sword. Me. Hit me. Yeah. I'll, Leonardo. I'll nunchuck his ass. <laughs> so that's what bronies are, I guess. I would know. Yeah, okay. Some brony danger. Just don't touch kids. I, I don't know if there's that element there or not. It just feels like that. That's element always is there. a good rule. Don't. I mean, if you bring your kids to a brony convention, you've already fucked up. So stop. <laughs> stop everything that you hit. Full stop. Yeah. What's your name? <laughs> I am the best and the greatest podcast host of all times. Tribute. So I'm not the actual greatest and best host no, of all times. You didn't record it, right? The, yeah. The idea. Yeah. Yeah. How does that melody go? I can't remember how it goes. I was gonna sing it. Yeah. It's... This is the best, greatest. My brain just wants me to go. The best part of waking <laughs> up. That's not. It's not, not the not same that. melody at all. I don't know if I could sing the song. I'm gonna get sued. Hmm. No, if you sing it with different lyrics. And then it's okay. Jack Black also has no idea we exist. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to change that, but he doesn't respond to my... To my keep trying, buddy. YouTube messages. Yeah, keep trying. <laughs> you might get to him one some, day. Some, well, I'm going to switch from Jack Black to Kyle Gass, because I don't think he has anybody hitting him up. I love Kyle. Cage? Cage is the man. Oh, fuck. He's a great guitar player, actually. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, we start out with a fun fact before we jump into our episode. And uh, Fun fact is, it's kind of a little bit of a, I mean, it's actually a coincidence, but for me, but my name has to do a little bit with our fun fact. Because you're the greatest podcaster of all time, tribute. Yeah. And the fun fact is, there is a lady named Judith Love Cohen. Okay. All right. And she helped create the abort guidance system which is what rescued Apollo 13. So if you remember, Apollo oh. 13 got launched up into space. The whole plan was that they were going to orbit the moon and come back, but they had some issues up in space, right? Yeah, and... uh, Space Hanks had had some problems, and then <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, Kevin Bacon was there, Yeah, and then and then they fixed it. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but i got to go back and watch it because... I don't remember. It's pretty good. Yeah, But yeah, so the, the Apollo 13... Like, it was really dangerous. Like, there was a really high chance that they weren't going to make it back. Yeah. And they did. It sucks. And so, Judith Love Cohen, she's the one who helped create this abort system to make it so they could, they could get home safely. And uh, the crazy thing about it all is that when she was on this project, she was pregnant. And it got to the point where she went into labor and was, you know, at the hospital. Mm hmm. When she took all her notes, she was in. like, "Abort, abort!" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god!" That's some a nurse, late. Christian North nurse, walks by. Oh my god! No, but she took all her notes in and kept working. And the day that she figured it all out and got the solution, she called up, you know, whoever was in charge, and was like, "Here you go, mm -hmm. go off of this." And then she later had a baby that day, which was Jack Black. Whoa! So, so Jack Black's mom is one of the people that was working so with. So his real name is Jack Black Cohen, and his mother is a genius. Yeah, his mother is a genius. And I, you know, me and my wife were talking about this because she also saw the same you know, article, and then we had to go look it up to see if it was real. Weird. And she's like, it's so crazy because back then, you know, you didn't get 
labor off or anything. I was like, I think it was more just she's the smartest person that could have done this, and there wasn't anybody else that may yeah. have been able to. So she, I mean, awesome for her to be like, I'll take my notes into the hospital while I'm about to give birth. But fuck yeah, you got a genius on your hands. You can't just hand that to some intern yeah. and be like, you need to take care of this. Well, there's so much responsibility. They're, they need to make it home safely, all right? What is this, your second day on the job? Yeah. This Prove yourself today. Well, I hate to say that your wife is probably right in that, like, in... Oh, yeah, probably still right. Yeah. Yeah, that, like, if you were a woman in a prof- in a profession, like, being pregnant or being on your period is something that they just... You don't talk about that. It's like a man world. So yeah. you just work through it, like, man up. Yeah. So she probably had to take... Because you probably lose your job if you're like, ah, I need to... Having a baby today. Exactly, yeah. But also, she's probably some kind of fucking genius, and they were like, yeah, we kind of need your brain right now, or... Um, she might even realize and been like... Space Hanks is going to die. Yeah. And that will not make as good of a movie. But yeah, who knew? Like, Because uh, I didn't know anything about Jack Black's mom or anything, and she's a total badass. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Yeah. I would not... All right, Jack Black doesn't seem dumb. Let's no, put... yeah. But he seems like he smokes so much weed, and he's just such a goof... <laughs> You wouldn't anticipate his parents are bright. I think he's brilliant. I don't care what anyone says. I think it's just, uh, I mean, it depends on how you're measuring stuff. I mean, I don't know if he does anything scientific, you know, wise. But as an artist, I like him in a lot of different ways. I think he's a genius that way. Have you watched his YouTube show? Uh Huh. It's called Jabroni Jabroni Games. He just plays video games and then buys expensive things and dicks off of them in his backyard. I'm like, you're a grown, you're a grown man. So? I want to hang out with him. I do want to hang out with him. I want to party with you. I want to party with you. (laughs) Neil. (laughs) Sad. Fuck. We could party with Kyle right now. I love Kyle, yeah. Uh, Jack probably has a waiting list. I don't think either of these people want to hang out with me, so. I don't know. They haven't heard the show. They haven't heard the show. They haven't heard the podcast. Hey, send this to Jack Black. Somebody, one of the dabblers, get get in touch with Jack Black. Whoever. One of you are bound to know him. We have a pretty big audience. Who knows him? Who knows Jack? Yeah. Tell us. Do us a solid and send this to Jack. Yeah, because we don't have the resources. Well, there you go. There's your fun fact. I thought that was kind of crazy and cool. It's got science in it. It's got Jack Black in it. What else do you want? Lady scientists. Yeah. We're big into that around here. Yeah, smarty pants. Our first episode was a lady scientist. Yeah, it was. Go check it out, weirdo. Mary Curie. Yeah. Mary Curry. Mary. I have, my inflection was weird. Marie Curry. Marie Curry. Well, she invented um, Marie Curinder's restaurant. What? Best curry you'll ever eat. Really good curry uh, if you're into it, and that, but it is a radioactive. Yeah. Radioactive. Sorry. All right. Don't. I know. I'm sorry. It's... Shouldn't be in part of the, I know. It's a, that's a Utah band. Oh yeah, that's we're right. a Utah-based production. Yeah. So, well, uh, who are we learning about today for our episode? Mansa Musa. Pardon me. Mansa Musa. Oh, you just okay. So, uh, who's an, Mansa Musa? It's another entry into uh, the ongoing series of uh, people time in Africa in an attempt to uh, thwart the uh, racist education most people have in which Africa is just not even fucking talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the most just doing another one. info I've gotten when it comes to Africa is from you <laughs> doing episodes on it. I'm not even joking. They don't even, they just don't, nobody, they don't talk, nobody talks about it. Yeah. And I'm sick of racism. Yeah. Like, I, start, I started dating this Asian girl 
Sure. Okay. And my wife was like, oh, now we have to get a divorce and sell the house. And I'm like, great. We have to sell the house what just because I had sex with an Asian woman? Yeah. I'm sick of racism. <laughs> I'm sick of it. It would have been fine if it had been a white girl. I don't, probably. I haven't experienced that one yet. Yeah. So, so is your wife racist? Fuck. Yeah. Against me sleeping with Asian women. It's fucked up. It really is. It's disgusting. Yeah. Keeps me up at night, so I leave the house and I go hire <laughs> hookers. Yeah. Of any race, it doesn't matter. No, I don't. I don't tell the place specific races. Just whoever's available that day. <laughs> and you know, the wife. She seems to have problems with that. Well, one day we'll maybe we'll cure her racism. Someday we'll be over this hill. Uh, as uh, the Reverend Martin King said. <laughs> That's a good office joke. I, I, it had to come in sometime or another. That's what? Same thing. Yeah. This is the same thing. Oh. Go listen to our MLK episodes. Yes. Yeah. Those are pretty good. So. Yeah. Mansa Musa is uh, um, Middle Ages. If you if you're if you're using uh, Middle Ages, well, if you're using European time, like the medieval ages, yeah, twelve hundreds. Shit, we're going back a ways. We're going back a bit. All right, it's not the Middle Ages if you're anywhere other than Europe, but that's that's how it's framed for for us. No, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. The the Middle East was having a heyday. Asia was having a good heyday. It was like the Edo period in Asia. I don't really know. I think there. so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, it just happened that the the European kingdoms were on a downslope, and all the peasants were dying from eating too much mud and being over thirty. Well, any kind of sickness at all, and washing any part of your body never happened. So, oh my god, and bleeding each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Just trying to pray away all of the problems. You know, bleeding lasted a lot longer than I thought. I've been watching the uh, HBO series on John Adams. Mm. And they bled the fuck out of him because he got sick in France. And they bled him until he almost died. And I'm like, this is like 1790. Yeah. And they were still just bleeding people like to near death. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, Oh, you're not feeling well? Let's get you closer to death. Let's Let's make your body weaker. Let's get that gross liquid out of your body. (laughs) Oh, he's got a ton. Get it out. Oh, my God. Drain him completely. I think that's the sickness. It's all sticky and red. Ew. That's how you know it's bad. It's red. It shouldn't be that color. No, it should be a healthy green. Yeah. That When it's green, you leave it in. That's what we do. (laughs) That's what we do in France. Well, uh, our gentleman here, Monza, he actually starts with a different name, which is a... A people time... But we gotta come up with like some kind of yeah, like a tag or something. Yeah, a people time name change difference thing. Name. That's pretty good. I think we should go with that. It has a good ring to it. Yeah, it rolls right off the tongue. So easy uh, to remember. A lot of our episodes, uh, people are born with a different name than they have when they become famous, and that's some kind of that's indicative of. Uh, Kicking ass. Yeah. We've been trying to do it ever since we started this podcast. We change our names every... Every episode. I'm still not um, known for not, anything. Not yet. Yeah. Some Someday Brony Danza might accomplish something and be like, whoa. Yeah. He revolutionized Brony conventions. You know? It's pretty, pretty cool if he did that. Yeah, I'm just going to make him orgies. But like <laughs> in the convention center. Yeah. 
where it's not back at the hotel. We start early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to you know walk around and look at stuff, and also still get your, have an orgy. Get your fuck on. Yeah. While you're playing with your, you know, buying the special edition. I don't know any of the pony. Brony names. comb hair brush. So yeah, we might have a mariachi band in the background from our neighbors playing at a a thousand decibels outside my house. They're right across the street. They're having a party out there, so hopefully. I mean, you might not be able to hear it. I don't know. It's hard to tell. We can hear it inside our house, but I'm not sure if the yeah. mics are picking it up. So the uh, the people time bunker is not soundproofed. We didn't we didn't think that was going to be an issue. It's bomb proof. Yeah, it's a nuclear fallout. It's shelter. Yeah, it's grenade proof. You can't throw grenades at us, but it's also it's also infactual proof. Only facts can enter. Yeah, and exit really. Yeah. It's a it's a gypsy spell I, would, I had put on the place, oh. but mariachi music can apparently seep right through those giant those twelve <laughs> foot thick walls. Yeah, yeah. So if you hear a mariachi band, that's some fucking kid's birthday. Yeah, and if if you're a mariachi band and you hear your music being played on podcast without permission, I'm not paying you. It's not my fault. Fuck you. Sorry. Hey. Every mariachi song sounds the same. It's a good song. <laughs> It's the same song. Uh, I can always felt the same too. Bored. I think it's. I think it's because I just don't know the language, but I don't know. Could be, but I mean, the music itself does sound pretty much like the same song. Compositionally, it's I feel like that. I feel like that seems ignorant song. to say. I don't know. No, it definitely is. But oh yeah, no, I'm gonna <laughs> stand by it. I'm an asshole, but this I okay. I'm gonna go ahead and stand by it. Anyway, sorry, our episode. Oh yeah. So our gentleman, his name, uh, he's born Can Can Musa. That's a pretty good name, Can Can. It might be Con Con, but everything else, I, I most resources that were audio based said Can Can. You don't need to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm shooting the face. Oh, you dabbler, you're so lucky. <laughs> you're so lucky. <laughs> These high end jokes and content. Whew. Really thought, really thought out jokes and intellectual content. Yeah. Can Can you, can you, can Can. <laughs> Musa, <laughs> can you? Can you? <laughs> you know you're going to, did you? I had no idea. Sometimes I just start speaking and I just see what happens. <laughs> just, just, uh, just roll with it. Yeah. So Can Can uh, is born somewhere in 1280. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sometime in 1280. Oh, so we do know where. Yeah, he's in current day Mali. Where's Mali? Northwest Africa. So if you think of like the top of Africa is like the Sahara. It's the part that bulges out a little bit on the left side. Well, the whole top part is basically the Sahara. Okay. Uh, except the very edges where you get some water. Right underneath that on the west side is Mali. Mm. And like Ghana. Egypt's over on the east? Yeah. On the east, you got what do you look? This isn't a got, geography. You got Egypt. You got Ethiopia. I'm not. I'm not geography. Uh, good. This is not a geography <laughs> podcast or English good for that matter. So not not so talking good. Well, mm, mm-hmm. but history. I'm also not so good with the thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it my best here. If this is your first episode, I promise you, not all of them are this. this. <laughs> They're all pretty idiotic, but <laughs> this is a good example of how bad it gets. <laughs> 
But to give you an idea, I am so tired. That's part. Of, if I sound more confused than normal, I'm on like five hours of sleep in like yeah. 48 hours. So, yeah. Sorry. Go I'm pr- on. And I'm also a little bit drunk. So, <laughs> this is great. This is where we are. <laughs> so, Molly is. I don't know. You could Google it if you're listening, but if you don't feel like it or for your benefit, yeah. it's just on the west side. Awesome. Northwest. You know, there's that curve there at the Ivory Coast or the Slave Coast. Yeah. It's just right above that. See, and I don't know. I mean, I don't really know that much in 1200s in general, but yeah. especially what's going on in Africa or really Europe. The Crusades? Because there's multiple Crusades, but is one of the major Crusades already gone yeah. through? The Crusades have, have already come and gone, and they're still poking the Middle East a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't they go down to Africa, too, to do the same thing? Um, A little bit, but... The the Muslims actually had a real good stronghold in North Africa, so the Crusades didn't that have a sense. lot of luck over there. Yeah, a big benefit of that, which also comes with the story, is that the Sahara fucking sucks. Yeah, so it's hard to cross. So Africa benefited from having this buffer zone where the goddamn Christians couldn't get to them and that's nice. kill everybody. Yeah, yeah. You want to go? Have you heard about our Son and Lord and Jesus Christ? But you're too far. I can't hear you, bud. What? Like. There's a thousand miles of desert between us. I'm sorry, what's that stupid why, bullshit? Why don't you cross this way and tell me? Make it only a day or two until you die. Good luck, asshole. <laughs> You're not prepared for this shit. <laughs> Better ask your stupid god to help you. <laughs> this is a nice desert. This is good. It's nice. a good buffer. Kind of feels like no Christian god can cross it. <laughs> That's interesting. How fun. They do eventually. Those guys are persistent. Yeah, Christianity is a goddamn cancer I mean, they're reluctant no not reluctant that's the word persistent yeah i like persistent but then hold on i got it i don't it. know what the right word is gross <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure let's go with that i'm not gonna be able to figure it out my In- brain's too dumb today infectious yeah yeah christianity is a bunch of horse shit yeah you know every religion is stupid but this one is, christianity is specifically does something to people that makes them weird weirder than other religions yeah uh, I, I don't get it. Anyway, Can Can Musa, twelve eighty somewhere in in what would be Mali, in West Africa. And for a little context, Musa is uh, supposed to be derived from the name Moses. Not to say that Moses existed, but the name is a real name. Huh. So, so Musa is an Africanized version of the name Moses. As in the Christian Moses. The Jewish Moses, anyway. Jewish Moses? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. Cool. It's just a name. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he is Muslim, and the Muslims uh, believe in the the uh, Old Testament. Sure. So they're like, Moses, cool, but let's give it a little snaz. Musa. That does sound a lot. I like it. Yeah, it's nicer. Yeah. Moses is kind of a stupid name. <laughs> give you a little bit of context, because we don't know much. Is it Moose or is it Meese? Moses. It's Mises. Moses. Moses. Hmm. How, how many Moses are there? There's three. Oh. There's three Moses. Moses. Okay, that's three uh, of them. All, so all three of them did all the Red Sea mm-hmm. stuff? and One did, but two of them were also named Moses. It, I imagine that he wasn't the very first person to ever be called Moses. So it's like the Three Stooges, but they all have the same name. One guy's doing everything. There's two guys who are named Moses as well, and they took credit. They tried. We're to. helping. 
No, go, guys, back off. I need We're to, helping. I have to concentrate. Do you know how much concentration it takes to keep the pea the sea apart? Come on, slaves, let's get let's go to the <laughs> desert. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I'm just, just here for the fun. Hey, just go, just get out of here. Just go, 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 go. I actually don't have any problem with the pharaoh. I think he's a nice guy. I'm just here for the fun. Seems like an adventure. Seems like a nice guy. As far as I can tell, he's Ramses the second. He's got a lot of fun stories to tell. I like him. What's the pro- what's the fucking problem? <laughs> yeah, let's drown him. I'm <laughs> <laughs> part of the fun. So g- to give you context, so um, uh, and uh, and uh, just to harp on the the thing about history in Africa, because uh, I asked my wife this when I was doing this research, I was like, you know, like in high school, what do you know about like Italian history? Like, can you name some kings or maybe some movements? And she's like. I guess like Isabella and Renaissance and uh, who do we got over there like uh, Leonardo, Leonardo, lots of stuff. Yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck do you know about Africa?" Nothing. Oh fuck! Um, it's just stuff we talked about in the episode. Just stuff from people time. Yeah, this is the definitive African history podcast. Like the uh, the Boeing War. <laughs> I kind of remember that stuff. Actually, yeah, Africa. that was pretty good. Which is called the Second Boeing War as well, but that's not a reference to two different battles. It's this. It's not like there was one and then there was two. I don't know why it's called this. The and first one was so good, everyone was like, this feels like a sequel. <laughs> yeah. It's so, much, nice. so bloody. Yeah. yeah. A few other things like that. But Well, yeah. just to give you an idea, West Africa has had several empires, especially in what from the European his, his, historicity would be the Middle Ages, Dark Ages, Middle Ages. Yeah. So often, uh, th- th- this is just not really talked about, but there's a lot of really big empires in Africa. And... The two big ones prior to uh, Moose's birth were over there in the same area of what is current day, like Mali and Ghana. There was an empire called the Ghana Empire, um, who really were just, you know, the way empires grow. You get some people with some good ideas, you build some roads. But really what it is is about prosperity, economy, and military might. And West Africa has like a third, maybe more, of all the gold in the whole goddamn world. Which is crazy. Yeah. That's weird. It, like, Yeah, there's a lot of gold mines uh, across the world. They seem to have everything. They have gold down there. Um, it's also where we mined a bunch of... Diamonds come from... Diamonds, plutonium, right? Plutonium, yeah. Or is it the other like one? Like in Congo, where most of the uranium and plutonium uranium, is, comes yeah. from. Dude, it's like, that's just like where all the good stuff is. Like the valuable stuff, I should say. Yeah, like it's very resource-rich. I think there's oil closer to Egypt. I think Egypt has a shit ton of oil. But yeah, like the Saudi Empire is. I don't all, know if the rest of is all oil. Yeah, but weird. it's weird like that where like Saudi Arabia has crazy oil fields, but just south of them in Yemen, it's just dry. Yeah. No oil. Hmm. Nobody gets everything. Yeah. You know, here in Utah, dinosaur bones. All over the place. Uh, a lot of salt water. Yeah. So if that ever becomes a resource, we're fine. we're doing we're great. We're yeah. doing a good job. <laughs> copper we do a little bit of copper here oh i'm yeah i'm dumb we have the largest mine on earth yeah the largest mine on earth is just <laughs> west of us yeah for for copper yeah fuck me uh, no we, we we made it there together we got there we are yes want to hold hands i don't know feels right yeah okay it's all right keep continue this is nice so West Africa has some of the largest gold reserves on Earth, and they also have pretty significant, well, just north of them, they have some pretty significant salt mines. 
So, and back in the day, salt was traded like money because if you don't it have salt, tastes good. Well, your meat it goes sucks. bad. Oh yeah, I'm all about flavor. You're like, I don't care the preserves. I'm it's like, tasty. Yeah, it's, not, it's way too bland without it. It does make me wonder if like the human palate evolved into enjoying salt because we put it on our food to preserve it. Because really, maybe so. We shouldn't like it. It it's has a very bitter. It has taste. no nutritional value. It's a rock. And we're just like, yeah. I fucking love this. Is it can more? Can you put this shit on some dried potatoes? I would like to have a heart attack tonight, please. Can I fill my body full of this mineral? Mm. And I, I feel like we adapted that because you pour a bunch of salt on like a carcass and it'll last for months. Yeah. You just keep eating that salty carcass. Mm. God, I love salty carcass. Yeah. Whew. So yeah, maybe. That's a good... Uh... I'm getting hungry. But anyway, they used to trade salt like money. The same way they would trade gold... Um, and the first empire over there to really uh, uh, pull all this shit together to make one singular empire to, to, to gain on that was Ghana. Ghana is just a little um, uh, west of what where Mali is. But a little further east is another empire called the Soso. The Soso took over Ghana after a few hundred years. You know, empires come and go. They kill each other. Hey, it's what it is. You guys got a gonorrhea <laughs> over there? So so, uh, so so, and uh, the Ghana Empire fell apart from that joke. <sighs> they were like, "Oh my God, I can't come back from that." And so so was like, "There's no cure for gonorrhea. It's kind of one of those so so diseases." Yeah. Any, anyway, give me all Good your luck. shit. <laughs> so wait, did they fight each other? Uh, yeah, so the Soso uh, Empire defeats the Ghana Empire somewhere around 1200, maybe 1180, okay. 1200. So around our time frame of our, our subject today. Yeah, Perfect. 1200 Anu Domini. Musa. Yeah, for Musa. So there raises somewhere in the middle of the Soso Empire a gentleman named Sunjata. And... Sunjata, I can't give you any facts about, but I can. I could. Sunjata is the first king of the Mali Empire. Okay. And he's basically a very mythical hero amongst the the Malayan people. Like godlike, or maybe demigod, or less. Um, just really, really cool king. Just a, a kick-ass guy. Just, he's oh, nice. Like that guy, fucking. He's kind of funny, cool. but he's also like you know, he gets serious and like get shit done. Yeah, like Abraham Lincoln. Like, want to wrestle? Yeah, like he'll fucking wrestle you. He'll tell a joke. And but also, we gotta, and he'll fight a goddamn war. Yeah, we gotta get this shit, guys. There's some important stuff, and then there's time to wrestle. Yeah. That's what a real king is. That's why we <laughs> and know. And knowing when to do it, because if you do it the other way, if you do the wrong one at the wrong time, not so great. Like, there's a legitimate violent threat, and you're like, <laughs> let's let's wrestle. You just grab on to. That's no. not your king. enemy, like a kid brother. Get over here! You know, I'll give you a knucklehead, you crazy kid. Uh, don't tell mom. But then they murder you and your whole family. Yeah, because you didn't read the room. <laughs> that's that's not yeah. what you know. That's not what a good king does. A good king reads the room. Yeah. and kills you before you can kill him, and then tells your wife a good joke. Yeah. So Sunjata is a mythical. F uh, okay, so here's one thing uh, about why. African history is not as significant in a general history book. Racism, A. Sure. B, the African, most of African historical tradition is oral. 
like mm. old style Greek. Old Greek. I was about to say, yeah, that reminded me of that exactly. Yeah, they 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 prefer to tell their history, tell their stories uh, verbally, and often through music or through epic poems. Shit, yeah. So the issue with epic poems and oral traditions is that uh, every storyteller adds their own flair. Changes, right? So there's a there's an issue with uh, accuracy sometimes. I mean, isn't that kind of how it is with anything, anyways? I mean, but that's true too. I think of the Bible. That thing's been changed from so many different languages. It's a good point because it's always been written. But then, how many motherfuckers have written it until they just keep adding their own dumb shit and changing it just in translation alone? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, in that, so you can write shit down. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to. Most of the Bible was actually written by a guy named David who lost a battle to a guy named Goliath, <laughs> and he was like, "That's not how it happened. <laughs> Let me tell you what really happened." That guy's a dick. I hit him with a rock, and then I became king, and I, I married a bitch. And then I fucked some other girl who was bathing, because why not? I'm a king. I I'm can do that. David. And God was like, oh, you can, I, I'll grant you a wish, anything you want. And I was like, I want intelligence, because I'm smart enough to think that that's a good thing to wish for, rather than something selfish. And God was so pleased with me. Dude, he was so pleased. God was fucking stoked about So he about granted me. me wisdom and intelligence and then i squandered it all away because i wasn't that smart because uh, at the end of the day don't think too much into that that's, that's just how the story goes write it down why did i write that part uh, fuck it no one will make that connection just put it in there uh, print put, it. put a lot more of the me fucking the bitches That'd print nice. it print it i was a god i was a king i was the greatest uh the greatest i had the biggest dick and then do some jesus stuff and just wrap it up someone's gonna write a song about me i know it just wrap, so cool just, just so wrap cool. it up well, I heard so, there was a secret chord. Sorry. Some Cohen later, not Jack Black's mother, the mm. a, a different Cohen will. I wonder if there's a relation. Be inspired. Mm. I don't know. Probably not, but it'd be cool. Probably. There's how there's, there's only so many Cohens. I think Jack Black got his musical talents. So next episode, the fun fact will be Leonard Cohen is Jack Black's like second cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Which would just be fucking weird. And then from there on, every fun fact is just Jack Black's family of all the connected people that you also know about. So Jack Black's uh, little sister is married to the guy who actually invented Microsoft that right. uh, Gil- uh, Bill Gates murdered. Right. Interesting. Illuminati facts for you. So, uh, yeah, I can't I can't tell you what really happened with Sunjata. I, probably something like this, but his myth is that he was born crippled and he was made fun of so much. Uh, that some uh, uh, prophecy arose that he was going to become a god king. He taught himself how to walk. Uh, he was exiled by his aunt, who didn't want him to take over because she recognized his power. Oh, she was also already up in power of some kind? Yeah, like a familial power. They were still under the uh-huh. Soso Empire, but they were like a regional power. Sure. Regional royalty. And uh, his story has had many uh, comparisons to the good old Lion King. Oh, right. So like Simba and Mufasa. Yeah. Okay. Where so in Sunjata's story, his father is killed. I'm glad it wasn't a different Lion King. I'm glad I made sure that I knew what Lion King you were talking about. Yeah, it wasn't the other Lion King where <laughs> the toys talk to each other. Yeah. Or the other Lion King where there's a, a hundred and one um, doggies, shepherds. I don't mm. know what kind of dogs. A hundred and one mm. schnauzers, I believe is is mm. what it. If I is that right, schnauzers? Yeah. Wiener dogs? 101 wieners. <laughs> that's, a different, that's a different video. Oh, that's a different... Yeah, 101 wieners, <laughs> one local gal. <laughs> that's my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> it lasts forever. 
<laughs> that movie is so long, especially since I have to stop every few minutes. <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah i don't know you know uh so i read a bunch of shit that disney is like uh lion king has nothing to do with the story of sunjata it's all a retelling of hamlet but yeah the lion king is also just a ripoff of this cartoon from the 60s called kimba the white lion for real yeah what what's kimba i don't know too much about it it's something that even like matthew broderick who voiced Simba, like the adult Simba, even he, when he read the script, he said, I thought it was just a retelling of Kimba the White Lion, because I guess he grew up with it. Shit. There's like a lot of the same character names, a lot of the story arc is the same. Yeah. Uh, and you take Kimba the White Lion and add in some of Sunjata's story, and you get the Lion King. But uh, Disney, I guess, maybe for royalty reasons or something, insists that it's a Hamlet retelling. Sure, okay. Great, even though it's not. No. There's no Ophelia. She's very important to Hamlet. I can't remember Hamlet that well. I know the, the general basics. Well, especially since something something smells rotten in Denmark, not Africa. <laughs> I mean... Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking... I'm keeping up with all... You got... <laughs> right. Am I, am I crazy? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. No, you, um, these are words I'm saying that I understand. Yep. Well... You know, there's more in this world than than you can understand, Mercutio. Mercutio? That's the wrong That's name. a different... Yeah, it's, it's a different Shakespeare. You got Shakespeare still. That's Romeo and Juliet. Fuck! And I don't feel so... See, sometimes I feel stupid when you talk. We another, both, we both times, dropped out of high school. <laughs> we're the same. And other times I'm like, not that stupid, though. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. <laughs> Just well, kidding. Either way, what I... What I really take away from Sunjata is that at the end of his story, he does return to his kingdom with a warthog and a meerkat and murders Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg. So you tell me, Walt Disney. You tell me. Yeah. Either way, Sunjata, uh, Sunjata takes over. He becomes king. Uh, he uh, defeats the Soso Empire, and he makes Mali the regional empire of West Africa. I'm taking it back. This is my land. Yeah. Give me all your gold and shit. So wait, wait, when does Monster come involved? It's about 1200. Well, I mean, like, all this is happening. Oh, sorry, when does Monster happen? Yeah. So, right, shortly. Um, so Sunjata dies in some big mythical way where he becomes a, a god. Uh, cool. Doesn't matter, it didn't happen. But then his, um, I believe it's his son, is a guy named Abu Bakari, and he becomes the second... Mansa, and I should say that Mansa means king in the in the oh. the the Mandy language over there. So that's not his first name. No, our guy's name is Can Can Musa, so it's like his name is Can Can Moses. Right, but it later... he becomes the Mansa. Oh, okay, so which this means is like, like emperor. Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma is not his first name. That's a yeah. It's like a title. Yeah. Even though I think we talked about how Mahatma. Even that is like a title only he got because yeah. he was like that fucking special. Yeah, it's not like a title that's given around. But it's, it wasn't his name. And it's, it's like the the great souled one or has a great soul. Sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's not his first name. Anyways. But yeah, so the second Manta is a, a guy named Abu Bakari. And um, that is who is in charge when Can Can is born. And I can't tell you anything about his upbringing other than that. He would have been given royal benefits and education. His uncle's the king. Mm. 
Uh, so he would have had a, a, a very fine upbringing with a lot of gold and chicks, maybe. A lot of Malayan chicks. Nice. Maybe he has a harem by then, be just being royal. Treasures and flesh never few. But, yeah. I know what that is from as well. Mm-hmm. That I understand. We're always speaking the same language. <laughs> English. Oh, <laughs> You you keep making references. The other one's like, oh, sure. I do like that we're both the kind of person who doesn't actually pretend to know what's going on. Like, yeah. we're we're both comfortably like, I don't know what that means. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm gonna move past it, but I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What a great show. I, really I hope there's there's at least one dabbler who's getting all the references like these idiots. <laughs> yeah, that's an obvious one. And then look, he doesn't get it. Like, oh, okay. Together, our brains are almost one brain. I think that might be pushing it. Yeah. Together we make a pretty good, decent half. Like a third of a person. Yeah, maybe a third. Who becomes like a bus driver. <laughs> and talks to all the passengers like that weird one. You know the one that like you get on the bus and he wants to have a conversation like you should be you gotta drive. Like Like dude, I just I just need to get home. Like from the bus. There's a bunch of people on here. You can't just we can't just chit chat here for an hour. So anyway, my wife <laughs> Oh man. So that's us, huh? Nice. Hey, it's like... good to know who you are. Yeah. And have your feet on the ground. Well, um... Not on the pedal. Well, it's sort of casually on the pedal, so you're just below the speed limit so you can get through your story <laughs> about your, how your wife packs you a banana every day and you don't like bananas. Bitch. Bitch. Every day I tell her, every day I tell her, oh, thanks, honey, but bananas, you fucking hate bananas. No, I don't communicate with her and tell her I don't like bananas. I don't like fruit. They have to take the skin off. It's can't she, weird. Can't she just figure it out that I don't like it when I tell her that it's fine and I love it? Can she read my tone? Christ. <laughs> Women. God, I miss college when I could hang out with men. Yeah. Everybody good? That's my <laughs> banana. I no more stops. <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've stopped enough today. I'm sick of it. We're, go, we're straight shot. We're going. You can pull the cord all you want. Don't care. No, I. Oh no, I hear you. No, I hear it. I do hear it. <laughs> That's what would happen. I already told you we're not stopping. <laughs> if you and I became a bus driver, as one person, this was just bizarre. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Sometimes we go. Sometimes I. I don't even understand, but it's it's still funny to I me. Just move through it. Uh, yeah. Make any sense? But it's okay. I'm sorry. Well, <clears throat> so this kingdom is incredibly prosperous. Like I said, they got a bunch of gold, they got a bunch of salt. Yeah. And it's not the biggest kingdom, but they're very prosperous from these things. In fact, <clears throat> Molly also specialized in the area in trading of ivory, ostrich feathers, which was used as money, uh, cola nuts, which has another life what of did its you own. Say? And becomes Coca Cola. Co- okay, <clears throat> I thought you were saying. Colon nuts. And I was like, yeah, colon nuts. Colon nuts? Oh no, the nuts of the cola tree. Yeah, yeah. The, I was like, what are colon nuts? Ugh. Nuts that come out of your colon. Yeah. Don't eat those. <laughs> <laughs> we use them as money. Don't put them in your mouth. Uh, they also traded in, in uh, animal hides and they were pretty big on slavery uh, as well. Yeah. Over there, you conquer a tribe. You're now mine. I mean, so it, depending on what resources that village has, they might keep you around. Otherwise, they might just turn you into a slave. 
Yeah. It's what it is. So Abu it's Bakari had a very large, successful kingdom. Uh, but he must have been kind of a quirky fuck because <laughs> inheriting this kingdom, his prerogative was to uh, to leave. To to leave. He's like, all this is mine? Gotta go. Cool. I'm going to ta- take off. Where do you want to go? And why? I don't know why, but what he did... Okay, so the first thing he did was he took 200 boats, which is... It's like a period type of boat for that area called pyrogues, which are basically like long canoes. Okay. He took 200 of those, packed them full of people and supplies, and said, go west until you hit a landmass. So he's trying to go towards like what would be the Americas. Yeah, like, Fuck, we're, weirdly, what I didn't know, canoes. there's a lot of talk about, <clears throat> about that existing, that like... There were Portuguese sailors and Sudanese sailors who talked of this land far to the west. They're like, it's there. We've been there. We've seen it. Yeah. And it's easy to just say that it's a myth, but I don't know. Maybe they made it that far. And what is that, like two, three months of like sailing? It's a long time. It's not impossible. So I was going to say you could. Well, especially if you're coming off of Africa, like in the uh, uh, Black Bart Roberts episode, we were talking about how if yeah. you just have a big enough ship that can deal with waves you just ride the natural there's a there's a the circle current. of waves yeah. that goes around south africa or sorry around africa and south america yeah. you could just go in a circle indefinitely yeah if, if you just have a good enough boat so if you take off from africa the waves will just fucking take you to brazil huh? so it's not impossible but obviously there's no historical proof right, right. for it i think there's a lot of theories like that there's been like Tons. There's some of them that have been proven more recently that we know that there's people that made it to the Americas from, yeah, the, you know, Europe or, or wherever. Well, definitely, like, I mean, this idea that Columbus was first is just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And which we talked about in our Columbus episode. You yeah. Can go learn all about which that. Which is just like two hours of shit talking on a on a jackass. And he's an asshole. Nope. That guy sucks. But um, still fun. Yeah, it's a great episode. Yeah. It's educational. However much he's a dick. Yeah. But we do a lot of dicks. We do lots of dicks around here. Yeah. We take all the dicks. But yeah, um, yeah. there's evidence the Chinese made it, uh, uh, that people from uh, South Asia made it. Uh, yeah. Who the fuck knows? And uh, however very speculative this is, there are a lot of people that think that um, that there were even whole African colonies in South America, which again, there's no proof for. Hmm. Um, if you really want to look into it, there's a... Like a very early civilization in Africa, or sorry, in South America called uh, the Olmecs. And there's some history of people who think they might have been from Africa. So there's some sense that Abu Bakari wasn't completely out of his mind. He was just really stoked about trading with the what would otherwise be the other world. So do we know anything else? Did he, so him and 200 boats well, take off, and then what? He happens? sent 200 off without him. Oh, <laughs> you guys check it out first. Just, just test the waters. Yeah. Come it, back and tell me how it is. It's a big ocean. Well, one boat came back and told him, like, holy fuck. Uh, the, the quote from the guy was that the, the rest of the boats fell into what he called a river in the sea. And he got freaked out, this guy in the very back, and rode his ass back to land and was like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. So Some kind of like, uh, what do they call that? Like funnels down? Yeah, like some kind of vortex thing. Yeah. thing i don't or, know the site. or just a big wave i i honestly kind of think it might be that fucking uh uh whatever the, the current yeah they might have just fell into the fucking current and 
took off towards Brazil. And the guy flipped out and went back and told Abu Bakari. And he was like, no, nah, they're safe. I'm going. Let's go. We're all going. <laughs> so he sends people to test it out. And then when he gets the information back, he's like, I don't that believe it. they might it. have died. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're fine. I don't believe you. I think you're a little bitch. And I'm going to go figure out for myself. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he, uh, he, he took along a – there was – there, there was this old school cartographer, like map guy, named uh, Muhammad Al Adrisi, who speculated about where, how far across the Atlantic it would be to get to the other landmass. And he's like, I think I can make it. I'm going to do it. So he grabbed like another two or three hundred boats. Fuck. Filled them full of uh, people and pr- provisions. In like a canoe like, like a long canoe like boat, being like, here we go. Yeah, like across the least, whole fucking Atlantic. Yeah, I at least want like a, I don't know, like a, a much bigger boat. You want like you want a boat that's big enough so there's like a second level where you can go underneath. Yeah, just like read a book or take a nap. Yeah, these fuckers were just on very large canoes, just out there. The waves get pretty big out there, man. Yeah, and the creaking. Oh yeah, and the creaking, the cracking, cracking. Or like a well, Kraken, dolphins that are having a bad day. Kraken is his cousin, which is still bad news. Just not have as big a rap as the. Kraken. I don't know, like in the Atlantic or the Pacific, where the Kraken or Kraken exists, mm. but they probably don't have the same turf. Yeah. So one of them's out there. And the, uh, yeah. Giant octopuses or uh, Moby Dick, just the, whales that are like, get the fuck out of here. And then they have their other cousin, the Kraken, which is crankier, but he's up he, north though. He also doesn't. He's crankier, so don't bother him. He'll leave you alone if you leave him alone, kind of a thing. He doesn't just come and surprise attack you like the Kraken. You have to jab him. You have to wake him up from his nap. But he's like, cranky. Oh, I'm going to kill your whole village now. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Well, he takes, uh, Abu Bakari takes his 200 boats and all his men to go fight the Kraken. <laughs> and it's actually, I mean, as far as the story goes, he's never heard from him again. So he brought you around and died? Probably drowned and died. The only evidence I can give you that <clears throat> potentially points to them making it is that there are actually some, some like uh, gold-tipped staffs, like uh, throwing staffs. Sure. Spear. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, kind of like those pointy, uh, sharp things. Um, it's like swords. A, it's like a toothpick that's really long. Okay. God, I'm I'm lucky. I get they even gave me a job driving a bus. They have to. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the next passenger about this. I am lucky to be you driving know those, you. You know those pokey sticks, you know those pokey sticks. They <laughs> stab people. The pokey stabby, the long one. Mm-hmm. So there's some metal or sorry, gold tipped spears <laughs> that were found in Brazil, and uh, it that gold is actually uh, chemically related to the gold found in Mali as opposed to the gold chemically related to South America. So they're like that's could possibly be a thing. Yeah, like. Today's historians are like, eh, maybe. Maybe there's like one mine in Brazil that makes gold that is the same composition as in Mali, but we can't prove it. Weird. It's the only proof they have that's not even really proof. Yeah. Um, All facts taken into, I'm fine that he made it, or maybe a couple of them made it and made like a tribe and then sure. interbred, and then it's fine. It's not crazy they made it. Like there's a current that's right there. Yeah. It's not crazy. But uh, all, what that does for our boy Can-Can... Can-Can. The actual king abdicates his fucking kingdom to go on this bananas 
uh, hair-raising adventure. Yeah. And makes our boy Can Can, uh, who was the the king's nephew. Uh, he's he's Musa or he's, he's Mansa charge? now. How old is he, Can Can, when he gets put in charge? We're not totally certain, but in his twenties. Okay. Somewhere in there. So up until this point, he's just been kind of chilling and like just being royal. This is badass. Man, yeah, it would be badass. More women. I think it's more women and some uh, some more of those uh, uh, cola cola nuts. <laughs> Give me, I like to chew on them. <laughs> no, don't don't don't. Delicious. It's money. You don't know where that's been. Actually, you do. It's in your it's been in your colon. <laughs> Someone's colon. I don't know who's mine. <laughs> They're my colon nuts. That's <laughs> oh. how I like it. Ugh. And my all the all my harem, all the women in my harem. Just put a little bit of salt on it. It's fine. Fucking delicious. Yeah. It's a little salty, salty nuts. <laughs> but I, I do think uh, living in, in Mali, even now, the weather is fucking great. It's like right above the, the equator. It's very green. It's nice. Big, rolling green hills. It's sort of, you know. Again, green? It's very green. You know, it's weird Mali. to think about because I'm sure that there's no way. Like, I think it has to do with maybe movies or tv shows or whatever but yeah you think of think of africa and you almost think deserts right like the yeah. sahara desert and stuff yeah and i'm sure that there's tons of different uh climates all throughout africa but whenever i think of africa it's immediately desert yeah i think i think the only climate in africa that you're not going to get a ton of is like freezing weather like yeah they have pretty big mountain ranges and there's right. some places in like south africa that freeze but for the most part yeah you got like all you kinds got of climate. deep forests you got big pasture lands, you got mountainous regions, you got, and then big ass deserts. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's basically all of Utah without winter. Weird. We I, get, I, that sounds way better already. Because we're familiar with it, like huge mountain ranges, big plains. Yeah. Uh, it's very hot. Deserts. Big deserts. Utah's a pretty strange place. It is weird. Basically, it's Africa. Nice. We are basic. we're the same. Take out winter. Okay. Because I would love to never experience a winter I again fucking hate winter. Life. So Africa's already better. Nice. Yeah, actually, uh, this I am actually doing this episode as a way to tell my wife. Uh, she doesn't listen to the show. But if she does, I'm moving to Mali. Nice. I'll come visit you from England. Sweet. Nice. You're going to fucking hate England. Don't you stop. Don't you just fucking I'll Maybe I'll visit you but, for a long period of time, and then I go back just to my place for a little bit. You know what we should do? We should just both go to South Africa, because that weather is just pretty much good all the time, and it's not, not as hot. It seems further it's further away from the equator. I like hot. Yeah, I like hot, too. Anyways, I don't know. We're going to have some trouble with this. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. So, yeah, I mean, being the king of this place would be awesome. Oh, that was the point I was going to make about... The terrain is, you know, when you think about Lion King, like that's what Molly looks like. Oh, okay. It's nice. Yeah. Everything, what does he say? Everything the light touches is yours. Is yours, son. Something like, something like that. It's yours, Jonathan. It's been Jonathan a while Thomas. since I've watched Lion King. Oh, wow. Thanks, Dad. Oh, wow. I just think Simba's a kid is obnoxious. <laughs> Thanks, James Earl Jones. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yes, son. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. I don't know why I did it in that style of voice, but it were it sounded pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, because he was an arrogant little fuck. He had no idea what life was really about until he watches his father get murdered. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, life is about killing people." Well, first he's oh, like, sucks. "Life is about running away." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kuna Matata. 
What a bizarre story. Like, you run into two homeless people, and they're like, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. You know what? Life is meaningless. For the next, bugs. For the next few years, <laughs> just hang with us. Okay. I don't have a, a family. Remember who you are. All right. I got to go back, I guess. You know what's funny? That scene, because I, when I was doing this research, that scene is from Kimba the White Lion. It is? Where he talks to the clouds, and it's his dad. Them for real? Yeah. That yeah. movie is dead. Somebody needs to get sued. Let's help with that. Well, the guy who made Kimba the White Lion is uh, like a Japanese comic book guy. Huh. And he died in the 80s. So I think Disney was like, we can get away with it. No one's going to yeah, no one's gonna come knocking on our door. Who gives a fuck? We're racist. Who cares? In, at Disney. We don't care about Asian people. <laughs> or Jews. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> That's straight from Walt Disney himself, okay? I know. Look, I'm not racist. I just work for Walt. And we yeah. And that's the policy that's here. That's the policy. We steal from everyone. Yeah. And Jews don't count. <laughs> well, uh yeah, so he is king in the way that you you know, we you can get stereotypical now if you feel like it. I mean a giant throne. He's got two elephant tusks that intersect the throne on either side. For real? You don't talk to him. You talk to a guy who talks to a guy who talks to him. For real? You don't wear your shoes around him. You don't make eye contact with Wait, him. Why don't you wear your shoes around him? It's one of those rules. Like I see your feet or you leave. I like feet. I like feet. Right? You don't I want, I want to wear check... shoes on. I want to check them out. Oh, that's nice. Nice feet. What, what did you come here to ask for? Don't talk to me. Talk to him. <laughs> talk to him who talks to him who talks to him. <clears throat> yeah. Christ. Yeah. And it's, you know. So is he like... I mean, is he, like, is he kind of a shitty king? <clears throat> no, he's a great king. For real? In he's that, just like, all the ceremonial, I'm the king, so. Exactly. Like, they've built up to the point where being emperor is this big, important thing where, like, everything is full of ceremony. He has a, <clears throat> a harem full of wives, and um, Hot. When, he, when he sits at his, king, at his throne, he has servants on either side and, and horses, and it's a big ceremony. Like, every moment of his life is a ceremony. That's pretty cool. I don't know why this kind of reminds it's me of cool. like, <laughs> yeah, reminds me of like uh, when we did Ramses the second. And the same, like, yeah, same thing. He builds up a bunch of different buildings every time something happens. He's like, oh, let's build a building <laughs> for for <laughs> patting us on the back for building that building. That's what Ramses was so funny. Like, yeah. I really, I, I really do think it's part of like the Egyptian mythology where like the the more people think about you, the more you are alive forever. Yeah, but he just. I mean, he just turned a corner on a street, and he's like, <clears throat> build a building for that. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. <coughs> I took, like, a pretty good poop. I took a pretty good poop. It wasn't, like, the biggest, but it was pretty big. Please build a building for that. I felt really good about it. Representing that poop. What's it look like? Poop. I still, like, think the funniest one that, big poop. that he built was the one where the guy was, like, had water their enemy was drowning and his his men had to like pull him out and was like trying to get the water out of him and have him upside down and there's like a whole mosaic <laughs> there's a whole building where <clears throat> Ramses just had to make fun of the guy that he just beat in battle because he's like oh you are drowning <laughs> and your men are like look how dumb they are trying to help you that's not gonna help <laughs> make a whole building about this moment this is a great moment yeah. Anyways. Well, I do like, I hope that Egyptologists are wrong that memory worship is a thing in Egypt and it's more just like the king is like, every thought I have is great. Yeah. Make a building for that thought. It's a good one. I just thought about how hot your wife is building there and she's in my harem. Yeah. 
Let's go. No, you're not gonna. Build it. You're not gonna hang out with her again. No. No, I hang out with her. <clears throat> I might not even sleep with her. She's just gonna live there. <laughs> you just don't get to sleep with your I wife just, anymore. I just want to know that I get to do whatever I want. So, uh, what makes him great? You were saying he's a good king. So he is great. Um, just to make a comparison to other uh, royals that we've done, so like Ramses, uh, uh, we did uh, Marie Antoinette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Henry VIII. She was an idiot. These she are not was an asshole. These are not people who like take. I don't see them as taking particular responsibility in their kingdoms more than responsibility of their own. It's their own royal. Whatever the fuck they feel like that family. Day. Yeah, just being like, I get, to, I get to just do whatever I feel like. Yeah, I get to marry whoever I want. I, I get to let them eat cake. I create a new religion so I can marry who I want. Yeah, but more often than not, royals are just horrible people. Um, and I'm, I don't know Mansa, maybe he was a jerk, but what he did on a royal standing that we have evidence of is that he wanted to make Mali the greatest kingdom on earth. Shit, yeah. And he started at the ground level where even though he is presiding over this, this giant empire, you could come to him, um, and he was in charge of local conflicts, legal proceedings, uh, the military, of course, but you could literally just come ask him for advice or blessings, and he, well, he would just be into it. Ask somebody to ask him for you. He cares about you, but you're still gross. <laughs> you still stink. Yeah, you're not. You're not. Take your shoes off and be old, yeah, all we'll, the way over there. We'll help your farm, no problem. But go through the proper chain, the proper channels. Yeah, because uh, that standing of being royal, like having that image, is important, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully it's not anything like like how my company I work for. You tell somebody, like, I, we need this, and it gets up the chain, and then it just fucking falls apart. So, Where it, like, reaches your manager's manager who goes, this isn't important to me. Or you're like, we need this to get done. And then they're like, oh, okay, and it goes up the chain, and then when it comes back down, it's something completely different. Like, we fixed the thing. You're like, that's not what I... Or like... Whatever. I don't... You can't escalate things at my work because it will get up to somebody important who will be annoyed it got to them and then go back down <laughs> and it falls back to on where it. your manager goes, why'd you bring that up? What the fuck, dude? You just wasted everybody's time. And now I'm mad because the guy above me is mad at me, so... Yeah. OT. You get shit extra rolls hours. downhill. If you take shit and roll it up a hill, it comes back into your face. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. Don't... <laughs> just stay at the bottom of the hill and talk to a guy who talks to a guy. Pissing in the wind. Pissing. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, uh, uh, Mansa Musa was really invested in making this his, yeah, he wanted the greatest empire on earth. And there's some indication that in the same way that his, uh, six, or his uh, uncle had a, a global idea of the world because he took off to find the other side of the world, Mansa was like, so we're Africa. And there's this giant Sahara desert that separates us from like most of the Muslim world, all of, all of Europe. But I want to put us on the map, so let's get good at what we do. And recognizing that he has all this gold, of course he doesn't have the context that he potentially owns half of the mined gold in the world. Right. He just wants to have the greatest empire in the world. So he decides that he's got a bunch of plans. Now, I do like to mention he could just sit in this chair and have a nice harem and have a good life, but yeah, he's got goals. So the first thing is to make his kingdom... Safe and prosperous because you can't uh, you can't be prosperous if you're constantly being robbed. Yeah. Under his former king Abu Bakr or sorry Abu Bakari, um, uh, Mali was sort of uh, there was a, a 
Oh, the, the word. There, there were thieves everywhere. Okay. There's lots of gold. There's lots of thieves. Sure, sure. Humans. So the first thing that Monza did was he set up a whole program in which every bandit was murdered. Oh, nice. Okay. And they would he, nice. he formed campaigns where they would go to the outsides of cities and hunt and arrest and, and, and hang or, or cut their heads off. Any bandits. Shit. So that after a few years, uh, Molly became like the safest place to be. Crazy. Where he improved the roads. You could move from city to city without being harassed or robbed or bothered. There was no homelessness. Everybody was really successful. Nice. So he took the same idea and he actually raised up an army of 100,000 dudes with 10,000 horses uh, trained them under his his general, who was a guy named Saran Mandia. And uh, they were like, let's make Mali as big as we can possibly get. And they took over 24 provinces in the in the span of about two years. Shit. So what are they doing? Are they like going in and taking over small villages and cities and stuff? Or Some what's going small, on? But I mean, these are mostly like provinces that have small royal families or govern government that is just this, like a low a locality. Yeah. But if they have any ties to gold mining or salt mining or any trading opportunity, Monster just comes in and so wait, is takes he like, you over. Oh, I was gonna say, is he like kind of pulling them into his thing or is it like slaughter and then now this is ours? It's both. It's like if they put up a fight, he'll kill the shit out of you. <laughs> he brought an army of a hundred thousand guys. Yeah. But he's also a fair guy in that he's Muslim and he does like Islam has this very spread Muslim around philosophy, but he does actually doesn't give too much of a shit about that. Where he's like, "Pay me tribute, be part of the empire, and we're good. We're straight." All right. So like how a lot of governments work, or or gangs, gangs. <laughs> like the mafia. Look, <laughs> we'll protect you. Yeah. But you have to pay up. We'll come by Thursday, and you oh, have yeah. the money Thursday. Oh, that's that's the thing. Um. If you are in Mali under under Musa, all all gold and all salt he owns technically. Okay, he owns all of it. Yeah, you give it to him, and he gives you whatever you need. Your your city is protected. Uh, his army is around. You need food and shit. They set up farms, and everything becomes this community shit. It sounds like communism. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's communism. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. But it's communism that starts with billions of dollars worth of gold, hmm. where regular communist societies are all about the distribution of, of the, the, the wealth of the worker. And they're usually already in a bad position. Yeah, it's just like farms and shit. And people obviously take advantage of corruption. Well, and money has, has no real value in communism because there's no competition, whereas uh, gold is going to uh, have different perceived values. As opposed to all the other shit, salt and yeah. salt and and, and uh, animal hides and whatnot. Hmm. But uh, Karl Marx probably would have super liked what what Musa was was getting up to. Yeah. But yeah, he <clears throat> takes over all these places and he actually makes Mali like fucking huge. It's um it's two thousand miles across. If you're looking at a map of Africa today, it covers or current modern Mali. Uh, Senegal, Gambia, Guinea, parts of the Ivory Coast, uh, this place called uh, Burkina Faso, and Niger. Wow. So it's a, uh, when you think of like West Africa, it's just like all of it. It's just like all of it. Just so, like pick up America and put it 
of West Africa, and that's how big it is. So it was a lot bigger, obviously, back then. Now the, it's been cut up into different... Yeah, you know. colonialism cut it up, but at the time, the Mali Empire was the second largest empire on Earth, uh, second only to what uh, the Mongols owned, which was all... Uh, Genghis died about 100 years before, but his empire was still like all of Europe and Asia. Yeah. So... That's the only second to to the to the Malayan Empire. At That's the time. pretty good because that one is huge. Yeah, I think I think the Mongol Empire at their height is the biggest I think so. ever by landmass. I think. Yeah. And Mali is just second in place at, at time. Yeah. In the world. Pretty big. And easily the most prosperous, um, because everybody was so resource rich, and because Mansa took care of you, the whole place was just like a fucking. Uh, paradise, I guess. I mean, they, there was no war. All the provinces got along because Mansa insisted on it. Everybody, there was gold fucking everywhere. They all, they had, they could practice their own religions. Just sounds, nice. Sounds really ideal. Listen, I'm kind of surprised I haven't heard anything about this at all. Because it sounds like this would be kind of sounds pretty like, well known. You it would think be. That this sounds like an important thing. That yeah. It's kind of like a big deal. You would think maybe everybody gives a shit about it. Yeah. Especially since it, this story, I'm going to get to it, this leads to what, the slavery. Oh, it does? Yeah, there's actual tie-ins. People just don't want to talk about it. Because the slavery story you'll read in most history books is that all the Africans were just fucking dumb and backwards. Right, right. And so the superior white man came and took them, but that's not what happened. I'm going to put you in a better position because out here you're starving to death. And then over here, you're feeding me. See? And you get some food, so you're, it's perfect. You're lucky we brought you to America. It's funny because they actually use that in, you know, <laughs> they actually use that in newspapers and stuff to try to, like... Oh, I've still heard it. And today, I've, I've heard, heard people use the exact same argument. Like, well, we took him to a better place. Like, are you listening to yourself right now? Yeah. Some I, people need a punch in the head. Just in the back of the head, real fucking hard. Just mm -hmm. one. I've had that conversation with people, unfortunately, online. I don't think anyone would have the audacity to say it in person. Maybe. Yeah. I welcome you to do it to my face to see what happens. But I've done it online where I'm they say... I welcome you to do it to your face, too, while I'm standing behind him. So I'm going to punch him in the back of the head. You punch him in the back, I'll punch him in the front, and then they'll just go back and forth. Yeah. Like a punching bag? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they make that argument that, like, oh, yeah, it's hard to be black in America. Do you want to be in Africa? Like, as if Africa is this awful place. So, I don't know, man. It's ridiculous. Anyways. Uh, but, yes, the Malayan Empire is incredibly peaceful, prosperous, powerful... Uh, pretty pretty badass. The only thing that really kept them from uh, taking over larger bits of land was the goddamn Sahara being enormous. Yeah. And then just east of them was the Congo, which is such a dense forest, and it's mineral mineral rich, but not not the Easily minerals accessible. they wanted. Yeah, like it's not gold. It's yeah, it's like uranium. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's shit they didn't really fuck with at the time. So they were kind of landlocked. They were kind of stuck. So they just got super prosperous in insularly, insularly, mm. insularly. I don't know what that word means. You know, like insulated. Oh, okay. Just nice and just cushioned on the outside and just nice on the inside. Uh, like a Twinkie. Like when you, yeah, it looks like cotton candy, but when you eat it, my stomach's itchy. Yeah. Insulation. Which is weird. Cause my walls don't feel itchy until I eat it. <laughs> And then it's itchy. Yeah. Strange. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Mansa, he ruled over this kingdom for several decades, uh, do, uh, and he made uh, education to be very, very important. Uh, 
Musa was really big on education. And at first, Mali didn't have a lot of educational centers. So he sent a lot of his uh, society that were interested to Morocco to get educated because they didn't they didn't want to they didn't want to cross too much of the Sahara to try and get to like the Middle East. It's just too much of a trek for a student. Yeah. So he started studying or training people in Morocco, uh, but did have bigger dreams. So he's so he's everybody's fairly happy. They're fed. They have sounds like they even have a lot of money in general just in the city. Hell yeah, getting good education. <clears throat> this is sounding already better than our government. Fucking a man. <laughs> Fuck. D- democracy is shit. Do they have health care too? I bet you they had health care back then and there was like, Let's oh, see. you're sick? We'll take care of you. Um, Yeah, it's called Monsa Care. <laughs> it's called Ma- Monsa Care. Yeah. Which, I mean, the website sucks, but it worked. Yeah. It worked. You got, you know, you got free health care. I remember that. Nobody could get on. <laughs> Nobody could get on the website. It's just crashed. Yeah. It's like, could it, could it hold like eight people at a time? It was a it was a perfect example of the government. It wasn't even like a server. It was like there's a computer like acting a as a server. server. Yeah. It was like one computer like, in the White House. They're like, this'll do it. 1995, this Windows 95. It. Yeah. And Obama, as as hip as he was, didn't understand computers. So he's like, is that enough? And they're like, yeah. Like, sure. Okay. You guys know, I guess. You would know better than me. Okay. Obama cares, just not about RAM. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about Ram. Uh, well, to give you an idea here, just in case you don't understand, uh, uh, Mansa Musa is Muslim. Um, so a little bit before this, there's a group of people from North Africa called the Berbers. The Berbers are when you think of like, uh, like you were saying in movies, when you think of Africa, it's like a lot of desert. Uh, a lot of haircuts and like people are like inside talking to like they have like really cool conversations when they get their hair cut no um oh, not barbers berbers berbers mm. um they do berbers have barbers oh uh but barbers aren't exclusively berbers do berbers play with barbies i don't know they might mm. i don't know any berbers personally okay i don't think that they would be anti-barbie uh, anti-barbie drink... is not a good situation probably just drink bourbon berber bourbons the bourbon berbers they're very drunk, uh, very Muslim. Um, if you think of like your 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 typical, uh, you know, they wear the long uh, cloaks with the, the face coverings because there's a, they always live in the fucking desert. This is hot, yeah. Yeah, a few of those communities are the the Toregs, uh, and there's a few others up there. Okay, I only know about the Toregs because I they invented uh, what became the blues, which became American blues. Anyway, huh. the Berbers are from North Africa. They own a good percentage of the salt mines that would do trade with Mali. Mm. <clears throat> and uh, Islam, when it had its uh, its golden age, um, when, you know, like, we like to think about uh, learning as linear. And it's not, but a good way to think about it is that the, the Greeks came up with, with some math, and then the Romans did, and then it moved on to, to Islam. It seems to move from east to west. Yeah, they just sort of bounce back and forth. Yeah. After our society collapses, it'll go to China, and then China will collapse, and then it'll be um, <clears throat> the Philippines. I don't fucking know no. where it'll go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so Islam was holding on to the the bulk of of what we could consider like science. Okay. And uh, during the heyday, which like the the big 
uh, push of the Islamic Golden Age was somewhere in the 10th century. And it spread out all over Europe, uh, the Middle East, and into Africa. So North Africa was like the hub of the, the, of the Muslim influence in Africa. So the Berbers became Muslim, and that influence bled down into Mali through the Berbers. And all the royalty in Mali adopted Islam. Nobody's really sure why. Maybe they just fucking liked the religion, or maybe it was just a negotiation tactic to get your hands on that sweet, sweet salt. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so so Musa is Muslim. And one of the things about being Muslim is that you have the five pillars of Islam, which are... Oh, yeah, there's the, the salt pillar, <clears throat> Zergen salt, and then there's the the uh what's that pillar out in space called that's from the nebula the pillar of just like the pillar of eternity or pillar of something the gas pillar and then there's the pillar of i don't know any of these oh i thought you were the um i would why well, I, I had an anticipation that you would be the muslim expert and i wouldn't have to do any research let's just go with what i said then uh, that's two or three of them are there. So you mentioned the th- the three. So the other two are uh, to go on a pilgrimage to Mecca oh. and then charity. Is that really uh, one of the pillars is go to Mecca? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was like a like a pillar of their faith or whatever. Yeah, so I'm not sure of all the five. I know one of them is you have to take a, a an oath that uh, Allah is God and there's no God above him. Um, and then it's to pray five times a day. And then it's to be charitable, and then it's to to go to Mecca. Muslims, they I don't know the last one. It might be to do Ramadan. I'm sorry if I don't. Yeah. I could just Google it. They're the ones that I ain't gonna. pray to the east. Muslims, is that right? Well, you, right. you you pray towards Mecca. Oh, that's so, right. So if you're in America, you're pointed east, but if you're like in Asia, you're pointed west. So it's uh it's relative. It depends on where you're at. Yeah, because actually, if you go to England and you make a Muslim friend, he should be praying south. Because you're supposed to point to Mecca, which is in Saudi Arabia. Mm. Supposed to. I don't know if they all do that. Huh. Anyway, so as a Muslim, and it's convenient to say that he's doing this as one of the five pillars to go on the Mecca, which going on the Mecca is called the Hajj. We talked about this a little bit in the uh, Richard Burton episode. Right. Uh, because he's a white guy who wanted to pretend to be Muslim so he could break into... That's right, I remember. <laughs> yeah, the very secret society. When was the Mecca... When was this built? The building that they have down there? It was uh, short, it... shortly after Muhammad, so like 780, oh, okay. 680. All right. Sometime around And there. we're in like 1200-ish yeah. area. So we're a few hundred years removed from when uh, Islam started. Weird, Okay. Um, and Musa, being a Muslim, wanted to go on the Mecca, uh, or go on the Hajj, I guess you, you could also call it. Um, and again, there's speculation that he was doing this just to be a good Muslim. I have my own theories on why he did it. Why do you think he did it? He really, I mean, he really wanted to make Mali on the fucking map. And it's hard to attract people to you when the goddamn Sahara... You gotta go market. I mean, if the Sahara's above you... The Congo is is to your east. The ocean is to your west. How are you gonna How are you gonna get people to know that you exist? You gotta go advertise. Advertisement, baby. Yeah. That's not communism. That's a That's American. <laughs> oh. Right. Well, that didn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so he goes to the mecca and he's just like, by the way, well, oh, where did I get all this nice fancy clothing? <laughs> huh. Have you not been to my awesome kingdom? Fun that you ask. You ever heard of Molly? They're like, where is it? He's like, just past the Sahara, and they just start walking away. And he's like, hey, oh, oh damn it, <clears throat> another one. This is never gonna work. Uh, fuck. All right, dig a dig a tunnel under the Sahara. Yeah. Make it nice. Can we do that? It's nice and cool. It would be cool under there. Yeah. You might run into some bones or something. I don't know what's under there. No. But so he does it in Mansa style. Um, he uh. You know, nothing that Musa does is typical. I mean, he is the emperor of this enormous kingdom, and he's he's committed just enough war to make it large and prosperous. He's got all the all the people and all the servants, and everybody's stoked, and he's rich as fuck. He says, all right, we're going to go on the pilgrimage, so I want all Muslims to come with me. So you guys can all come with me. Um, I need maybe, oh, I don't know, 10,000 slaves, 10,000 servants. Let's get about an army of 20,000 guys just to make sure we're okay. Uh, let's get some guys to bring goats so we can eat. Let's get some guys to, you know, their only job is to find water. Just it's going to get up thirsty. A whole entire kingdom and moving it to one. So is, is Yeah, it, he took 60,000 people. This isn't like... <laughs> fuck. Yeah. This isn't like... Uh, he didn't start this march, did he? Like, isn't this something that they do yearly is to go visit Mecca if you're close by or whatever? Yeah, they do. I mean... Uh, they all gather together to go at once. His is just the biggest that ever happened. Okay. I mean, he didn't start it, though. He didn't start, like, that they go together. Say, that'd be crazy if he did this, and everyone's like, now this is just this a thing. This is badass. Let's just do this now. I mean, it is a traditional thing. They all go around the same time of the year. Yeah. Uh, I think they go around Ramadan. But uh, he's the only one that made it, like, let's bring a whole fucking city. <clears throat> fucking Christ. Because the distance from Mali to Mecca is, you know, like 6,000 miles. Holy shit. How long does it take you to walk there by horse or whatever? Oh, months. Yeah. Many, many months. I think it took him about 10 months. Jesus. Yeah. So wrap your head around that. We got about 60,000 people. How their food, water, tents, camels, horses, gold. He he actually made sure to bring thousands of pounds of gold. (laughs) Just to look at my gold. That is the big thing. So if you just yeah, so he uh, he brings the gold. Um, yeah, if you just look him up, this is the main thing: is that he goes on this giant pilgrimage and gives thousands of pounds of gold away. He just gives it away. I mean, he if yeah. he's in a market, he'll buy some shit, but he doesn't care. So it, I mean, that also gives. I mean, that that's a that'll give you a status right away. Like, that guy's just giving away gold. That's how rich he is. He's just handing it to people. So uh, an entire city of people just walked in here, and they're just throwing gold at us. There you go, guys. Yeah, yeah, keep it. I don't care. I mean, yeah, like, a lot of people think that um, it was him being charitable, that that was, like, a Muslim thing, uh, which I don't rule out as possible, but I also think that it was more of an advertisement of their prosperity to attract people to come. Well, but to give you an idea, uh, so... Like I was saying, uh, Mali is very nice, very per- idyllic grasslands, um, elephants, water. They have the big Niger River runs through it, uh, boab trees, big, beautiful African scenery. The Sahara sucks balls. Yeah. It's about 3,000 miles of rocks, sand, sun. Um, oh, that sounds awful. Ghosts, as far as I can tell. Probably. Uh, Why not? It reaches 130 degrees. At the height of the day, gets oh. below freezing at night. 
Um, occasionally, you'll run into some oasises, of course, um, but it's enormous. I don't want to camp out there for fucking a month or however long it takes. Well, according to Google, or months, if you Google map from the capital of Mali, which is Niani, mm-hmm. to walk to, well, actually to walk across the Sahara, so from like Niani to Cairo in Egypt, it's 42 days. Ugh. And that's taken into account whatever Google Maps thinks you have. Yeah. The little guy is just a guy with a stick. <laughs> right. Not 60,000 people with camels. So I don't know, but it says 42 days. Yeah. So you tell me. Why, why don't they have that on there? Put the, put the 40,000 camel guys. Do you have, like, can I add into it that I have a camel with $100,000 in gold in it and some water? Yeah. And then, like, a harem of slaves? <laughs> How long does that take? Yeah. Come on, Google. Google it. Um, yeah, so I, I, you know, I can't explain the, uh, the, the treachery of it probably suck balls. Um, there was a quote from a guy who claims to have been part of it, who says that, uh, every night the Musa made it nice. He would have everybody camp together and they would sing songs and he would, he would, uh, make sure everybody was fed. seems like a very nice man. I mean, he had, he had the resources. So That's he, nice. he fed everybody. He was singing to them and. That's going to be in a movie that's kind of about this movie. <sighs> Look, Monson, he's been really cool to us, and this pilgrimage is great, but he sings that song every time we stop. Every time. He jumps right. off, He jumps right off his horse and goes, Oh, and we're all like, oh, yeah. this is nice. I mean, it's not that great out here. It's a little bit of entertainment. You know, he's trying. He's trying to keep the spirits up. This is nice. I get it. And he gives us sweet bread. Well, it's salty because that's what he has. Salty bread. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. He calls it sweet bread. He's kind of funny like that. But, And seeing his harem of slaves is fun. Yeah. But um, we've been out here for like 30 days, and I have no much, no idea how much further we have to go. It's just desert. <laughs> I don't know if going back is faster or just continuing to the next. Yeah. Yeah, like, like is it easier to renounce my religion and just go back? <laughs> my wife is not Muslim, and she didn't come, and now I really wish I would have stayed at home with her. Like, she practiced a provisional, like, animistic religion that's traditional to Africa, and I never had a problem with it. And now I'm just regretting ever doing this Muslim thing, and it's just so hot yeah. and cold at the same time. Yeah. Just sand everywhere. There's sand in every crevice of my body. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> just doesn't feel good. Yeah, I like to try and paint how shitty that would have been. But, uh, yeah, after about, who knows, a month and a half, two months, they make it to Cairo. Uh, the first thing the Musa likes to do is to give the Sultan of Egypt 50,000 gold dinars. A dinar is an Islamic currency amount. Sure. I don't know, 50,000 gold dinars is about 500 pounds of gold. That's crazy. That sounds like a lot. Like, Yeah, like 500 pounds is like half your car. Just gold. That's crazy, dude. Of just gold coins. So is the sultan like, nice, thanks. Yeah, there's actually a funny story where the, the sultan was taken aback, but he still insisted that uh, Musa kiss his feet because he's the sultan. And Musa refused because he's like, not only... Like in empire style, do I like? I'm like a little better than you. Yeah. But I'm Muslim, and we don't. We only praise Allah, so I'm not gonna kiss your feet. Yeah. He just refused to kiss the Sultan's feet. Would have been killed for that if he didn't have a bigger army with him than the Sultan <laughs> had at home. 
and fuck, dude, billions of dollars in gold. Where what's the Sultan gonna do? I mean, it's also kind of like, dude, as a Sultan, I get it. He's trying to keep his own fucking whatever. He's the I'm the guy here, right? You came to my thing and then you do the thing, but this guy just brought you gold, which is nice, by the way. It's a that's a great way to say hello. And then yeah, you don't need to go any further, but like, kiss my feet too. And also. It sounds like he's doing better than you. You don't want to start a war with this guy. But also, like. <laughs> do you imagine the arrogance of like a cart, 500 pounds of gold comes in. He's like, wow, That's great. But also my feet need my some feet. Yeah. You know what my feet haven't had from And then the dude you? walks in and is like, Kisses. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That's a funny joke though. And like right as he it's says, funny joke. Like the Sultan starts to like raise a finger like, hold on. And then like 10,000 men behind him just <laughs> put down their spears. He's like, that's not even all of them. That's not even all. This is just the ones that follow me around. Sounds like, you know what? Thanks for the gold. This is actually great. Cool. Cool. So this is like. It would be funnier if he would have told him, like, no, you kiss my feet, even though this is (laughs) your place. I don't care. Actually, I I insist people be barefoot around me. So you're cool by default, (laughs) as long as you stand over there. Keep the gold. Kiss my feet, though. Kiss my feet, ass. (laughs) And he just walks out out of the kingdom. Um, hey, what's up with feet and people and royalty? I don't know. I was thinking about that, that, like, I think in big parts of Africa where it's, like, nice weather, they just don't really fucking wear shoes, mm. which sounds nice, I guess. I don't like that. I don't know. We live in a place where it just sucks to be barefoot. It's either hot or cold and everything has rocks. Yeah. Yeah. You saw socks, balls. <laughs> yeah. I want to live in Mali. Well, uh, they, uh, uh, Musa and his, uh, I don't know, troop of fun times, uh, spends about three months in Cairo. They buy whatever they feel like. I mean, Musa makes sure that everybody in his party has gold and they just go to the markets and they buy all of the food and all the scarves. They give money to the homeless. They give money to people who don't even ask about it. They just bring up money, bring up the entire economy of wherever they go. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, to give you an idea of the time frame, the royal palace that the sultan lives in was currently being built at the time that uh, Musa got there. It was being built by Christian POWs from the Crusades, where, like, Christian Crusades would come down to be like, Christianity, and the Muslims would kill them or take them as POWs and make them slaves. Yeah. They had a large enough slave populace that they were building. They were bought by the sultan to build his citadel. That's crazy, dude. So and also humorous. It's hilarious. Yeah. Because fuck the Crusades. Ah, you guys got to be Christians. You need (laughs) you need Jesus in your lives. And then, oh, I have to build Uh, this. I got captured. Jesus abandoned me. Oh, I have to build. This is my life now. (laughs) To build a, I have to build a foreign king's house. (laughs) Yeah. I do like to think about, you know... Keep calling me honky. Well, it's like... <laughs> everyone calls me a cracker. And they tell me the Bible's not real. Uh, you know, what did I kill all those people for? <laughs> Where's my God? And the Egyptians just whip and be like, I'm your God now. <laughs> Shut up and get Build. back to building. <laughs> I just like the... Yeah, the, this, the image of... Uh, you know, this African... You know, straight black African rich dude with his army that takes over a city yeah the sultan there is quite established as well and working for him is a bunch of fucking french guys (laughs) building his castle like (laughs) history is hilarious yeah 
it's not what you always think it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they give away so much money and spend so much money that uh, by the time they leave after three months, the uh, Egyptianomy collapses from inflation. Oh, really? It, it was that bad. Which by that time, the moose is already died. <laughs> He's on his way to Mecca. I, so just dro- the value of gold just drops? Yeah, I, I had the percentage somewhere in here, but yeah, it, via inflation from like pumping the market full of gold, yeah. gold dropped like 80%. Like the market just collapsed where gold was worth toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crazy. In Egypt. Can you imagine being alive during the all of it where before... You know, Musa shows up. You're like, I've got a little bit of gold. This is pretty good. Yeah, it's, this is good enough. Yeah, you know, things are tight, but we're making it work. And then this guy comes in and it's like got so much gold. He's handing out to everybody like, this is awesome. My life is great. Yeah. I got all this money now. And then that guy takes off and you're like, I'm buying everything. And then the inflation and... Oh, yeah. Like, like oh my God, I'm back to where we were. Like, you're standing on your porch and this guy gives you a bag of gold. And you're like, oh my God, I can live forever. And then you notice he gives the same size bag to your neighbor <laughs> to and your neighbor's now. neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor's neighbor. So then the next day you go to buy a chicken, he's like, two bags of gold. Like, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> gold is, what's it worth now? This was like a tiny rock of gold before. Yeah, everybody has that. Yeah, everybody's got that. Like, my kid's pants are made out of gold. <laughs> we actually trade in seashells now. Can you believe that? <laughs> you have seashells? I have a hundred times the amount of gold I had before, and I'm poorer now than I was like, only a little bit. Oh, I fucking hate irony. <laughs> <laughs> so. But by then, uh, Moose has already got his back toward or turned to them, and he's off onto the pilgrimage. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's about another month later from to walk from Cairo <laughs> to uh, to Mecca, which is about midway through current day Saudi Arabia. It's just another big fucking desert. They're already used to it by now. They get there, they do the the pilgrimage thing, which, um, yeah, it, we talked about it in that other Richard Burton episode, but all the Muslims, like, set up tents outside of Mecca, and it's all this big communal thing, and yeah. really lovey-dovey, and they, uh, nobody ever wears shoes, and they all wear pure white robes, and they yeah. go to yeah. the... Go rub the thing around the rock. The Kaaba. Yeah. Which is actually an asteroid, which is kind of cool, or at least they claim it is. Uh, And they have this big room, and they all spin around it and say prayers, and he was stoked. And he also did his Musa thing where he just gave gold to everybody. Here you go. Here you go. crashing economies left and right. Oh, my God. I just can't believe you. It's just... Destroy economies everywhere he goes. <laughs> For charity. <laughs> For charity. Yeah. yeah. Just make... Kill them with kindness. Make being poor, <laughs> poorer. Yeah. Um, so after they do that, uh, everybody packs up and they head back home. Um, the only really thing that's different is that Musa, when he saw the... I don't know, the, the glory, I guess, or the uh, the cred that Mecca had. He was so impressed that he's like, that's what I want Molly to be. I want people to want to come to it in droves. Yeah. And all this gold giving away campaign, I assume, was an advertisement for Molly. Like, check this shit out. We, this shit, we We're doing fine. It. Yeah. We just have it. I'm just giving it away. So he grabbed a bunch of Muslim scholars and architects and artists, and he was like, come with me back to Molly um and you know we'll set you up real good and let's make molly comparable on the map to mecca let's make us yeah uh, let's put me on the map make some art make some poetry write some stories talk about how great this place is we just yeah. get a bunch of gold let's go make it 
Just gonna make it happen. The stuff people like. People like salt. Yeah. I got. I think I got a ton of salt. Yeah. And slaves. People like slaves. I've got tons of those. It's fucking gonna be awesome. So he grabs a bunch. Um, one of them that stands out is a guy named Abu Ishak, who was like a a pretty big name uh, architect, I guess. Oh. And then a bunch of dudes who claim to have been direct descendants of uh, the Prophet Muhammad were like, "We're into it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go make Mecca Part Two. Nice. E- electric Boogaloo. Two point It's gonna. Oh my. Yeah. It's gonna be like Windows ninety seven. Holy cow! Blow people away. I, I Wait, haven't heard no, of Windows ninety eight. Yeah, that's why I'm at. <laughs> There's no Windows ninety seven. Yeah. I have Wait, to be accurate. Question: Is there a second Mecca? Then the analogy works. If there isn't, good point. Because yeah. I haven't heard of a second type of Mecca. There's not. It doesn't, it doesn't work. So out. Windows ninety seven, it is. And they're all looking at the programming of Windows ninety five. Like, let's just make it a little better. Yeah. Let's make it a little better. So what happens? They bring him back? Um, yeah, he crosses back the path he came. When he goes back through Cairo, uh, and the people in Cairo hate him uh, because they're like, you ruined our economy. And he's like, look at all those people that love me because I gave them all that free money. He said, Wave. You guys are going to love this. Wave. You guys are going to They love me here. They, you, they love me here. <laughs> Fuck you! Your gold sucks! <laughs> so he actually did take responsibility for this. Um, he, for real? Yeah, like once they brought it to his attention, he uh, bought awesome. back gold for other shit, like the Salt shit he bought shit. before, like scarves oh. and camels and scarves, or yeah, and shit like That's that. That's crazy. He's and, unfailing the. Well, he felt bad, I guess. Like he ruined their economy. So I was just trying to give you guys some free gold. I, I thought didn't... it was cool. Well, in my country, like this is how we handle gold. I thought you guys could handle it. I guess you, guys you can't, can't figure, figure it out. out. Hmm. Um, Here's a bunch of salt. And he actually took out a bunch of exorbitant loans where, like, the the interest rate was through the roof so that all these people could uh, fix fix the value. He's buying back his own gold at a higher interest rate. (laughs) Because he knows that he left two-thirds of it back home. He doesn't give a shit. So if I came up to you and gave you $100 and it was just like... Thank you, sir. And then for whatever reason that, you know, made you poorer and you're like, this this is worth nothing now. It was before you gave it to me. I'm like, don't worry. Here's the thing. I'm going to buy back the $100 I gave you yes and pay you interest on top of it and you just give me the hundred dollars back and you'll end up with like you know a thousand and i can't imagine the person on the other side is like this is gonna happen all over again you're gonna give me more like quit trying to ruin our economy there would be a fear where they'd be like he's just gonna double ruin it no no, no okay i won't pay you back in money you can have food and salt and things that you can then you know, yeah use like he, and sell he stole back the shit that he bought in the first place where he's like we didn't really need that we were just trying to be yeah. impressive Except for that one. Like, there was this one little knickknack I got that was really cool. It was like this. Was this little talking camel? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. He was like I'm going to keep that friend. one. When like, we were walking up to Mecca, and I was like, hey, talking camel, do you like it? Oh, I like it, Musa. I like the Mecca. Yeah. Oh, you're my best friend, camel. Yeah, our bourbons can put the Barbies on top of the talking camel, and that way it would be fun. Yeah, I put my Berber Barbie on my talking camel, yeah. and everyone's like, I don't know how this guy is in charge of all this. <laughs> Right, let's go back home. This is pure insanity. <laughs> He's like, man, we ruined the entire economy here. What should we do, Talking Camel? Well, Musa, we should probably just uh, give him inflated loans. Perfect. That's a good idea. I'm going to sell back everything except you, best friend. <laughs> that sounds great. We should make out later. I agree. 
I like it. This was the early bronies, but it was camel, camelos, <laughs> camelonies, camelonies. Actually, sounds... camel tonies, ah! camel toe tonies. Damn it! Oh. Camel Tony would have been one of our next fake names. Yeah. Camel toe, camel tonies, camel tony. <laughs> That's his talking camel name, Tony. Camel Tony. Tony. Hey Tony, nobody gets this joke but you and me and people in the future. Yeah. That's fine. I still think we should have sex. All right. So they, you put buy, it in my camel toe. <laughs> put it in my camel toe. Put it in. Put it in. Put it in, Musa. Better than all my wives, Tony. Well, they're all slaves, so at least this is consensual. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the same uh, same journey in reverse. Uh, he goes back through the desert. Uh, out of Mecca, that sucks. Goes into Cairo, fixes their economy. <laughs> Goes back through the Sahara, that sucks. Um, a, a little bit halfway through the Sahara, uh, he gets word that uh, there's a, a new empire raising up. That once he left, they realized that there was a weakness in the empire. They're like, "Fuck yeah, let's take over Mali." Oh. It's an empire called the Songhai which are just east of Mali, and they took over two major cities uh, in Mali called Gao and Timbuktu. This is all why he was like on his adventure? Yeah, he was like about halfway through the Sahara when a messenger came like bolting it through the desert like, yo, we're under attack, dude. He's like, okay, we're on our, we're on our way. Okay, we're coming. Yeah. Um, and this is where it gets introduced uh, into, into the, the story, the city of Timbuktu. Um, he, uh... All the uh, way to Timbuktu. Yeah, like that Timbuktu. Like, yeah. Musa took it over earlier as part of his earlier campaign where he uh, made the empire bigger. But it was, it was just like a city. It was, it was a decent urban center. But on his way back, it was when Gao and Timbuktu were taken over. These like, I'm like, I gotta get my fucking kingdom back together. I gotta make the edges of my kingdom important. Yeah. So... He uh, sent a bunch of military advisors that were with him on horseback, like, hella get back. And uh, what they found out, the problem was that who he left in charge was his son, who is just an idiot. Um, seems to be the case. With, like, I'm the king now. I'm the king. Ooh. Oh. Look at, look at, <laughs> bring me more wives. This is great. And how often does that happen? That Yeah. Yeah. Smart people have idiotic kids who just don't know what the fuck. Yeah. I think his kid's name was Meg Han. I wrote it down, but he uh, he fucked off and lost a decent portion of the of the kingdom. <laughs> uh, if you ever thought your dad would is disappointed in you, at least you didn't lose. You didn't lose Timbuktu. <laughs> lose an entire entire city or two, just because you were like busy that day. Uh, well, I think I'm gonna have a sandwich instead. I'm busy being king. <sighs> God. Uh... God. Timbuktu, more like brass dollar three. That was hard. That was hard to follow. But I got it. It also sucks. I don't know. Yeah, well. <laughs> but. Why would that also be an insult? He's not very bright. That's the joke. He's an idiot. Yeah. His father... Is very. That's what he said when they came back and said Timbuktu's getting taken over. And he's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, more like this. And they're like, no, but seriously, it's getting taken over. Like, I yeah. know. <laughs> more like, 
your ass. Yeah, fuck off, I'm baiting. <laughs> I'm ba- go away, I'm baiting. <laughs> yeah, that's who uh, Musa left in charge, unfortunately. Mm. I think he was gone for like over a year, so maybe when he left, his kid was like not retarded. <laughs> By the time he came back, his kid was just dumb. Yeah. But luckily, he sent back the right military generals, uh, and they went and were able to secure uh, Timbuktu and Gao back together. Oh, nice. Luckily. But it was uh, it was uh, this that made Musa be like, I need to make like certain parts of my kingdom, like especially the edges of the kingdom. Fortified? Yeah, like important yeah. Uh, cultural centers so that when people come over, it's not about taking over. It's more about joining Taking a part of the cultural yada yada. Sure. Um, yeah. And they he uh, so he comes back into town. Everything is uh, nice. Um, I mean, the place was still prosperous and safe. His dumb son just only lost a, little, a few provinces, and then they <laughs> they got them back. Yeah. When he gets back, yeah, he goes into his. Uh, Let's make everything awesome. This is his third act. There's a bunch of mosques in Gao and Timbuktu that still stand, and they have a very distinct architect architecture that is based off of the Muslim guy he brought back. The one you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, I want something that's distinctly ours. It needs to be a bit Arabic and then obviously very African in style. Is there any wiener phallus shape? like? They're all dicks. Really? No. No. They're kind of like... Uh, so it's a pyramid shape, but longer, like okay. skinnier and longer. Yeah. Um, if you Google pictures of now, it's actually called Malayan architecture. It's pretty depressing now because just like sandstone and mud um, because it's old as shit. The fact that it's still standing is cool, but back in the day when they were first made, they had very intricate and colorful architecture built into them. Now they're worn down? Yeah. Just like due to erosion over time? or Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because unfortunately, like, Timbuktu is more north and towards the desert than central Mali, so it was closer to the desert, so it's just sort of windswept. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, at the time, you know, if you think about that traditional Arabic, like, pattern styles that they do, yeah. it's like that, but he also made sure that, like, you can Google what it looked like originally. It's very, very colorful and intricate. That's cool. Um, I'll check it out. He also had this idea where all the buildings had, like, tree branches through them. So think of like Why? a tall pyramid with tree branches coming out at intervals on all the sides. Like actual tree branches. Yeah. They built it around tree branches. But the tree branches will grow and change. And no, they're, they're he cut the trees. Oh. So it's just like wood. Okay. It's just like wood sticking out of it. So just for... Um, they he's like they this... built it so that it's like an inborn ladder so that you could climb up and fix the, the painting and all that shit because it would get windswept. This is art. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody understands me. This is art. Yeah, it was the first time that all the people were like, I don't know if I agree with uh, Musa here. It's, it, uh, it's a it's a clay it's, pyramid with sticks coming out, and he's like... The tree comes out, and it's... Look, I'm going to call it my first Banksy. I don't know what he's... Is he still king? I think he's starting to lose it. So he's got a lot of weird buildings. Uh, does it actually bring in people that are like, oh, this is neat? It does. Um, he builds in Timbuktu, uh, the greatest mosque at the time in Africa in a, called the University of Sankor. I should explain, in Muslim or in Islam, 
education and religious education are synonymous. The same thing. Okay. You go to school for the same thing. Right. But it is still a university. It's like the most um, uh, respected university in Africa. In fact, it's the largest uh, library and university in Africa since Alexandria, which was burned down like 2,000 years before or 10,000. 10,000. A thousand years before. Yeah. Sorry. But it had the largest library uh, in the world at the time. Shit, yeah. With uh, over a million manuscripts. And it was a whole institution that housed like 25,000 students at a time. Yeah, that's such a weird thing. People would come from all over Africa and the Middle East to go to to fucking Timbuktu to get educated. And it was one of the greatest educations you could get globally at the time. That's crazy to think about how many manuscripts that is because this is all clearly before printing press. Yeah, not like books, like rolled up fucking scrolls. You just to write all this shit down. It would take forever. Yeah. Just to write out fake stories about dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the other thing is, yeah, this is like the tail end of uh, the Muslim golden age. So a lot of that shit is like maps, uh, Pythagorean math, um, astrology shit, stuff about history. So it's it's the best education you could get at the time. Is that stuff still survived? Do we like still have all of that? Yeah, it's the Muslims who retained it. That's cool. So the like uh, how to do algebra was survived through the Muslim communities, and if you were around in 1300, you got to go to Timbuktu to figure that out. It's crazy. Of all godforsaken places. Um, See, and I always hear, I didn't actually ever know where Timbuktu was. It's always a, a reference in, like, I don't know, that movies it's like or cartoons. the farthest. All the way to Timbuktu. Like it's the like, most obscure place. Yeah. Yeah. From here to Timbuktu. Shit like that. So that's, yeah, I think. Um, I'll the... kick your ass from here to Timbuktu. <laughs> I think that's probably the most common one I've heard, what, and I so don't. Like, so, I have to, so I have to learn Pythagorean theorem? <laughs> God, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you until we get all the way to Timbuktu. Yeah, and I'm gonna learn a better way of beating you, but, so we don't have to travel while we're doing it. Cause it, this took a while. Yeah, pretty far away. But once we get there, like it probably has a school about fighting, so we and, could get better at it. And also maybe like maybe patience and not being angry. They don't teach that there. <laughs> oh no, it's it sucks to get there. Oh, okay, that's that's what I remember is like being a kid. That was like a phrase, like from here to Timbuktu, yeah. which I think just meant a long time. Far away. Far yeah. away, yeah. yeah. Which, so, as far as I can tell, that's what the the point of that is, that Timbuktu is somewhere you want to go, but you have to cross the goddamn Sahara to get to it. <laughs> right. It's a pain so, in the ass. So it feels super far away, and I think that's where the term comes from. Gotcha. People would go on caravans to get there, um, but that's the ultimate downfall here of the Malayan Empire becoming what Mansa wanted it to be is that it's a pain in the ass to fucking get there. Well, you said this is at the tail end of the Golden Age. What caused the issue of it failing? I don't know what caused the Muslim downfall. I think it's just empires come and go. Just like a lot of different wars and yeah, like some more crusades. And well, a big part of it is a uh, white man coming from I Europe. Think, I think that's what it is. The, the, the Mongols swept through and murdered half of them. Yeah. And then the plague happened, and then Europe started becoming a bigger empire, and the Crusades got more impressive yeah. and took them, took them over. There you go. And then they picked up some, uh, some science and brought it back to Europe, and then, then we have the Renaissance. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Way to, way to go. But what about with uh, Monza? What's going on with him right at this point now? So he creates what is arguably at the time the most prosperous place, 
well, on Earth. Right? Yeah. We still have the gold mines and the salt. Uh, people are actively going to Timbuktu to take part of, if it's the religion you want or the education you want, it's there. Um, he has the safest country on Earth where, like, that's a big thing for him. There's no bandits. The roads are safe. It's cool. People go there, and you can get gold very easily. Bunch of nice people. It's sort of the center of learning, one of the major centers of learning on Earth at the time. And uh, everybody's uh, shitting their pants about it for many, many decades, up until Mansa dies somewhere in 1337. Shit. There's no official record on uh, on what happened there. So we don't know what he dies. Probably just old age or sickness or something like that. Probably. I mean, he he was born sometime in 280. So in the 37s, he would only be in his 50s or 60s. But, yeah, life is harder. Who knows? Yeah. However, he lived a very nice life. But walking through the Sahara is going to take some. It's going to peel some years off of you. <laughs> so hot. Yeah, too hot. So dry. You get the sun cancer. You get the so skin dry. cancer. Yeah. Who knows, man? Yeah. Yeah. There's no record, but 1337 is what's agreed on when he died. Um, and like I said, his dumb, stupid son took over. His <laughs> name is Mikhan. Um, he doesn't do great and actually doesn't even uh, last very long until... Does he get taken over? <clears throat> he only rules a few years before he's actually, yes, taken over because of his <laughs> uh, being an, an idiot. For real? He was just mismanaging. All you got to do is just do, the, just do what your dad was doing, bro. Just... Just make the roads safe. Fuck. That's all, that's literally all fucking people want. Did it say who took over? Yeah, it was uh, Moose's brother, uh, Solomon. Wait, he had a brother that came into <laughs> Your son's an idiot. I'm going to take this over. Yeah, like where your uncle walks in and is like, you're an idiot. I'm going to kill you or just leave. Yeah. Let me be Let me be the guy now. And I'm going to fuck your mom. <laughs> yeah. I think technically I have to. <laughs> Right? Like, that's a royal thing, right? I think I have to. Te- technically. Lion King was born. Yeah. <laughs> so this is Scar. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. He's going to murder everybody. <laughs> uh, Suleiman actually takes over what is then, like, the one of, if not the largest empires on the planet. And it's actually just, you know, over decades of waste and mismanagement, the Mali Empire just... Slowly crumbles. This is what it is. I mean, it's one of those things where, because it became so prosperous, without a real strong, wise hand at the wheel, there was a couple of civil wars, some invaders, some infighting. Uh, The kingdom eventually fell in 1610 and was taken over by the uh, Songhai Empire again. Again? Some some version of it. History, man. That's what that is. That's how it goes. But uh, let's see. What the the last little they bits? Songhai, oh, their army should be called like the acapellas or something because they do all the harmonies, Songhai. Yeah. And then someone's got to do the song lows for the melodies, and then they can. I don't know anything about doing acapella. So like they come to take over, and they're like they're all singing while they do it. So, oh, like a Disney movie. Yeah, because they're they're We're Songhai. Right? Take your all your shit. Yeah. You better <laughs> look out. <laughs> when you're a song high, you're a song high. <laughs> For life. For life. Uh. <laughs> they, da- they dance fight. And the problem is that <laughs> Musa taught people how to dance fight, but the tradition didn't last. They didn't teach it in Timbuktu for long enough. Oh, no, I break dance, kicked your radio. <laughs> um, 
Well, there is a group of people in Africa around the Mali, uh, current day Mali. Uh, the tribe is called the Mandi people. They trace their ancestry all the way back to, to that empire. Nice. Um, which would be kind of kind of cool to be identified with that. But to give you an idea here, um, you know, we've talked about Musa's wealth quite a bit. And if you really put it all down, his wealth is probably immeasurable as far as like let's say this has got to be like above trillions of dollars right well like his spending ability at the time for the world market yeah it's it's bottomless you just buy everybody's shit but if we were to count in today's money the amount of gold in the mines that he had that it's presumed were pulled out of the ground by then that he could like move around yeah is 400 billion dollars it's crazy dude and that is the richest person who's ever lived as far as anybody can That's so measure. cool. That's crazy. Like, it sounds like richest ever. When you're that rich, I feel like yeah, you just own everything. Like, you could own everything in the world. You could buy it, and then you'd be like, this is all mine now. And that's that's what's kind of sad about it is that I think he recognized that on a certain level. And it's like, let's put us on the map. Yeah. And um, because, you know... You have some infighting and a, the world's largest desert right above you. And he should have <laughs> just didn't happen. Just build a man-made lake in the Sahara, like, but the entire Sahara and was like, now we, now we get a row through this rather he, than walk through it. He had a meeting where he's like, it's can nicer. we flood just the whole thing? Just like the like part of Africa, just all of it. Like, You're like, sir, that's a big chunk. It's uh, over 2,000 miles. $400 billion. Let's just start building a channel from the ocean towards the Sahara. Just start burying it. God. Uh... It's sand. It can't be that hard. <laughs> what do I pay you people for? Um, well, to give you an idea of the other... I'm a slave. You don't pay me. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, I'll kill you and your whole family. How about that? You want to start digging? I'm digging. I'm that... digging. Thank you. It's not even the right spot. He just starts digging where he's standing. Not no in the desert. Get out. God, this is why the kingdom's gonna fall when I die. <laughs> You're all idiots. Sorry, you were saying. You're all idiots then. Great. Um, I mean, wealth at that level is difficult to understand. Period. I guess. Yeah. But um, the richest people on earth now. You got you got Bill Gates and Elon Musk. Yeah. They're in the tens of billions. Uh, I think. Um, What's his name that owns Amazon? Amazon, yeah. He's in the hundred billion range, one hundred and twenty billion, I think. Um, back in the day, Andrew Carnegie was worth three hundred billion dollars, and so was John Rockefeller. Uh, Alexei Romanov, who we've talked about, right, right. had an estimated wealth at about three hundred billion dollars. I didn't know that. Fuck. Yeah, that's um, a lot of money. Henry the Eighth, who we talked about, by the end of his life, he had an estimated worth of two hundred fifty million dollars. So that's how some royals do it. Here, here I am making under under six figures a year, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> fucking loser, <laughs> Jesus, what a fucking loser. Uh, another one of our people, measly couple hundred million, <laughs> fucking <laughs> pussy. He could he could not drown the Sahara, not with that kind of cash. What a fucking uh, idiot. How did I even make it? How did he even survive? I don't even know how he got on People Time to be honest. It's fucking he's small beans. Yeah. Who, poor asshole, compared to uh, another People Time uh, episode, Pablo Escobar, at his height is estimated at thirty billion, which is crazy. I mean, it's it's an insane amount of money. If you have thirty billion dollars, you don't run out of money. You don't. Yeah, you're 
you and I don't know how many generations of your children like just, just live for indefinitely. free forever. With, yeah, and like not just live, but extravagantly live. Yeah, live very well. We're like whatever you want. You have pet elephants. <laughs> it, you have six for every one of your estates. Yeah, and you have eighteen estates in Bali. <laughs> I have eighteen more in the Philippines. Right. I mean, that's what $30 billion means, but... You buy your own army when you were just a dude before. You literally make your own military, even though you're not a country or a government. No, I just do that. You just bought people to go fight, and it was army size. Anyways. Yeah, Pablo was, you know, one of our, one of the vil- villains that we've done, but right. certainly a badass guy to be. Honestly, like, that whole awful. episode, I never had any problem with the guy. <laughs> I thought you were like, you're like, I don't know, awful. He did awful things, because he was pretty badass. They just, God, he's... He's just wearing a leather jacket the whole time, and I'm like, you're fucking awesome. <laughs> you're fucking awesome. Peddling just literal tons of fucking <laughs> drugs. I kind of fucking love the guy. Yeah. It's just not great, but... Anyways. Uh, but to give you an idea of, like, today's money, yeah, uh, the owner of Amazon is in the billions, and, like, the queen of England right now, she, I think she's she's pushing, like, about $500 million, too. Yeah. So $400 billion is an indescribable amount of money that means whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. He just lived at a time and a place where he couldn't couldn't move it the way that uh, would yeah, have been ideal. Just, at that point, I don't think you can actually put... I, I get uh, the value, putting the value on it to kind of give you a context, but I think if you can buy everything in the world that's currently existing from every country that exists and stuff, <laughs> yeah. how do you say that there's a value other than, like, it's just, I own 100%. That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, like, the he am- owns the wealth of the world, so it's... Yeah. There's no comparison for it. I don't think he'd run out of money if he just bought everything. Or like the pocket change he took on vacation <laughs> crashed the economy in Egypt. I think that's, that's a what great. It's that, a great way of putting that. I think that's what that means. He gave away just thousands of pounds just, of gold. Just throwing it in the street. There you go. Yeah, no, yeah, you too. You, you all get it. I don't care. And then he comes back and he just buys back at twice the amount. <laughs> he's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I don't care about Sorry it. Sorry, I didn't mean to fuck your shit up. But okay. Yeah, and that's uh, uh you know, the ultimate uh, sadness of the of it is change. <laughs> Crashing the car. What he took on vacation. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, he should have been able to make uh, Timbuktu the next mecca, Windows ninety seven, but it yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it's um. I mean, it sounds like it was still good, like to go get your education and shit. It seemed like yeah, it was really good. I guess that's true. It it, it was good for several decades, uh, in which it it was a mecca of of both Islam and education. But it's just so fucking hard to get there. And then the it started to fall apart when the there weren't uh, s- uh, successful rulers. Mm. What are you gonna do? Well, um, so the uh, let's see the the larger historical context uh, is that, like I was saying, in Africa they have an oral tradition. They really didn't write shit down it was actually it's currently attributed to the culture of timbuktu in which manuscripts were traded very highly manuscripts became like a type of money as well where everybody wanted to get a valuable manuscript that you could bring to timbuktu and have that credit yeah so that created a written culture in africa that is from then been helpful about uh, recording the history of africa thanks for that musa that's cool the next thing is that uh, <clears throat> in 1375, there's a cartographer in Spain who wanted to have the most definitive map on, on Earth. The king of Spain actually was like... Map nerd. Ma- 
I'm gonna have the best and biggest and most fulfilled maps. Can you, but cartography is the nerdiest fucking thing ever. <laughs> it's so helpful, but yeah. Very helpful, but yeah. there's an inlet. Um, <laughs> there's an archipelago. Yeah. <laughs> Peninsula. You fucking nerd. <laughs> it's about 4.5 meters. Uh, miles. Say something cooler, I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the map so I can conquer some land. But yeah, you wanted the most uh, the most accurate map on on Earth, and it's called the Catalan Atlas, and it is it was the most accurate map for like 500 years until uh, naval technology was able to go like all the way around the Earth. Yeah. But the Catalan Atlas has Marco Polo's findings from the Far East. And uh, the most descriptive uh, findings of the Middle East, but then it is attributed to uh, Musa's putting Mali. Hey, let's say it. He put it on the, the map. map. And at the bottom of the Catalan Atlas is Northern Africa, in which you have all the trade routes in Mali. And there's a little picture of Musa holding some gold to give you an idea of what that's about. <laughs> and it put him on the map. That's cool. For good or bad. Ultimately, probably for bad, because putting him on the map after he died and the kingdom was falling apart, <clears throat> the Portuguese saw this and were like, that's not what they said. They said, gold, you say? And by the 1400s, the Portuguese had started some naval attacks and then inland uh, raids against Mali to get their goddamn greedy hands on that gold. Yeah, and I was kind of wondering about that. When is the people going to start attacking for all the gold? Well, in the <clears throat> technology, there was a discrepancy with uh, because Africa was really more a part, like I said, of the Islamic revolution as, and the Islamic empires were on a downslope. Civilizations go up and down. Hey, if you're listening and you're in the Western world, presumably because you speak English, our civilization is on a downslope, by the way. We're, we're not on an up anymore. That happens. Yeah. So that was what was happening in Africa. So as they were on the downslope and Portugal was on the up, they saw gold on that map. Like, let's go it. take it. And it happened to be a good timing. And what they so. found was not only bottomless amounts of gold, which then informed the Portuguese empire to become what the Portuguese empire was, where Portugal was actually the greatest empire on earth yeah. in about the 1500s because of this. What they also found was a culture that traded in slaves. And the slave trading in Africa, West and North Africa, was you didn't own a person as much as you owned their labor. Yeah, yeah. And they lived with you, you owned their labor. Well, when the Portuguese came with guns, got the gold, owned the economy, they took over this slave narrative and made it more about owning a human person, which creates... The Western Africa slave trade, which creates slavery. Hey! That's crazy. I did not know that's how all that started. Thanks, Musa. And this was in like... God damn it, Musa! That's not his fault. No, it's not his fault. It's his fucking I mean, son's fault yeah. for ruining the empire. And this is like still in the like 1300s or 1400s? Well, he died in 1360-something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Portuguese... or Sorry, Portugal went over there in about 1400s. And it was about 1,500 or so when Portugal's like... Really made slavery booming. One of the biggest empires on earth. And they, what they traded in is foreign gold and foreign slaves. It's what created the Portuguese empire. And then... Hmm. Which then became 
also hilariously became who financed Columbus to go find quote unquote America and then yeah. bring the the slave culture over there. So wow, um, that's really weird. <laughs> and then Columbus would go t- to the Americas to grab people and bring them back as slaves. It just yeah, which um makes no fucking sense. Uh, well, it makes sense because it's all true. Yeah, but it makes my brain. Like when, you know, like when TVs used to fuzz and it was black and white spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the whole Columbus story does inside my brain. Yeah. All right. So to end on a fun note. <laughs> Slavery. Slavery. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, certainly not anybody's, uh, anybody's fault. That's the important thing about history. There's no ultimate point. It's just happening. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you just happened. I like that. There's two different things. You're like, it's nobody's fault. And to me, I'm like, it's everybody's fault. You all suck. History, people. Yeah. I, history, I, his, you, people that were in history. Everyone. Everyone, yeah. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks. I always like to go back to my original point. We never should have left Africa. Yeah. We never should have. I was paying a lot of resources. That, Fuck. That was problem number one. State just Okay, you've convinced me. I'll go live there with you. You want to go to Mali? Sure. I think Mali. I think Kenya sounds nice. I don't, it's a big place. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of uh, places to go and it's warm. To look at. All right. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Love the, love the ladies. Yeah, I know you do. And I do know, and I don't know where because Africa's huge, but I do know there's some areas that they don't like Americans. So probably all of it. No, I don't think anybody likes Americans. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> like you might get shot and killed. Oh, kind of a thing. Cause. Uh... Uh, I remember we were doing some drilling out in Nevada, and they were wanting to drill in Africa. Oh wow! My company, and one of my buddies was that I was working with said that they were gonna go down there and and drill, but they had to have like armed guards with them because the area they were gonna go oh, to yeah. was dangerous. If they would have just walked around by themselves, probably gotten shot and killed. I mean, it could be that yeah, there's a lot of like independent militaries out there that own resources, and they just don't want competition, but. I think you see a white guy, you're going to think that they're there to take your shit because that's... That's what white guys do. That's <laughs> what we've done every time we went to yeah. Africa before. That's, yeah. that's what... Yeah, this is exactly <laughs> what we do. I mean, if you listen to our Nelson Mandela episode, the whole thing is white people trying to take <laughs> We would be the, the first two people over to go and be like, we just want to live here and chill. We don't want anything. We just want to hang out. No, it's, we just... It's a nice place. Honestly, we just like the fucking weather, man. It's <laughs> yeah. nice weather. Yeah. It's, it's cool. You guys... You just want to hang? You don't want to hang out. Okay. I like rugby. If that, no. Okay. It's nice. It's good weather. (laughs) Well, just gonna hang out. Shit. Thanks for listening to another episode of People Time. Woo! This was a fun one. I do like your. You do a lot of uh, figures from Africa. It's nice because I don't know hardly anything. Yeah. So. Well, it's when we started doing the show a little while ago. I was like, I want to figure out what the deal is with Africa because I feel like. These are there. There's shit there that I've never been told because yeah. nobody cares, and I'm not a scholar. You don't have to look that hard. That there, there's some pretty big and interesting stories there. They just, you know, they're just not around otherwise. Yeah. You might as well. Well, we've gotten more requests, and uh, one of the more recent ones we've gotten um, added to the list was uh, a couple of people that are from Asia. So we haven't really touched too much in Asia. It's a little no. bit harder to research, in my opinion, but they have a different language. They have a different what language. What the hell? Use a different timeline. When you go oh, that's back. 
Yeah, they they weirdly don't use the Christian calendar. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? So like in the that? year of the chicken in the Edo period. And I'm like, what? But when? Hold I on. need to reference points. Wait a minute. Which chicken? <laughs> Shit. The one with two. The one that cost two bags of gold. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm fucked. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't spent a lot of time in uh, in Asia or even South America for that matter. Well, I'm trying to Middle East. Only maybe one or two. Yeah, I feel bad. The only Middle East guy we've done is a terrorist. No, no, you did. Uh, we did another one. Uh, the guy who killed everybody wasn't he Middle Eastern? The uh, I don't remember. Now. The guy who <laughs> he was choking people <laughs> in a line. Oh, uh, well, he's Indian. Thug oh, Indian. Okay, well, yeah, sort of closer. Kind of Asia, I guess. Okay, but then you did Vlad the Impaler. He's Middle yeah, East. That's I mean, Middle that's East. Turkey, right? Yes. Yeah, this is all terrible. Yeah. This is all terrible. We're just talking about murderers. People like... time. <laughs> We'll fix it's it. A, that is, we'll it's, fix it's it. It's a coincidence. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. It's easy to find murderers. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's easier. Hey, listen next time. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch.